0: welcome back to uh, KFI am 640 more simulating talk bill handle on a Saturday morning this is handle on the law marginal legal advice uh, this is just a fun story not great uh, legal implications uh, because I, I do a, enough of those I just want a fun one and this has to do with a 61 year old man in Tokyo uh, Japanese guy you would think you'd be right he's just been arrested. Uh, he's a delivery man, by the way. He's been arrested on suspicion of stealing women's underwear. And when the police searched his home, uh, there were more than a thousand items of women's lingerie, uh, lingerie and clothing in his home. Now, he works for a printing company and he's admitted to the charge and further admitted that he had been stealing underwear, women's underwear and stockings for the past 20 years. And why? Because he likes wearing them and has enjoyed wearing them since he was young and he's 61. So I would guess it was 40 years of this, maybe longer. Now, who, who am I or you to quibble with someone else's uh, personal sexual predilections? But you can't steal stuff. That's where the line has to be drawn. So he was actually arrested for stealing nine, nine items. That had been hung out to dry at a costume rental shop. And when the police, he stole them from uh, the the drying line. And the police searched his home. And then they found more than a thousand items. And the police quoted him. This is in the police report. Uh, saying that while he was making deliveries in the truck, he would often steal lingerie that had been hung out to dry on balconies or from washing machines in coin laundries. Oh. Huh. You can quibble. I think it's fine with me. I don't care. Matter of fact, I've worn my share of women's underwear in my time. But I buy them, or I steal them from my wife. And she is not going to prosecute. All right, let's take some phone calls. Okay. Gina. Hi, Gina. Hello, Gina.
1: Hi. Okay, so I was calling because... I wasn't sure if there was anything I could do about my termination recently. I was working at an, a company for about three and a half years, and I decided to do a private search with a recruiter, basically like a headhunter. So everybody knew that I was employed. This was kind of a private search. I received an offer letter from a company um, giving me about five more dollars an hour as an accounts receivable clerk with a start date. Um, so I accepted the position, full benefits, everything. Um, a week after I started the controller that, hired me, either quit or got fired, I'm not sure of the story, and they brought the new controller in. So once they brought the new controller in, she let me go for not helping in AP, and she didn't have time to train me. And I don't know if that's – I mean, I wouldn't – That's not wrongful –
0: Gina, that's not wrongful termination, and here's where you – yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you uh, you got stuck uh, or you fell through the cracks because the new company – uh, has the right to fire you. Now, you have, I, I don't know, it's not a wrongful termination. What it is is a breach of contract because what you did okay. is rely, it's detrimental reliance. You left your job and then you went for the new job uh, and you lost your new job almost immediately and uh, therefore you got screwed over. Now, the new person says, no, she didn't do her job. That's all. And so the argument then becomes, you did do your job? And your boss says, no, you didn't do your job? Mm-hmm. See, that's the problem.
1: Even, even if, I mean, I can't go on AP and do backflips, so that's not my, you know, I have accounts receivable, so that's not my department. That's not what my offer letter stated.
0: So that's where I was kind of... I don't think, it, I don't think it even matters. Uh, if the offer oh, letter, okay. if it says you can come to work for us... And then you come to work, and uh, as I said, your boss says, "Yeah, you know what, Gina's just not doing the work." I, I don't know how you can argue. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. And the recruit, and the new uh, boss says, well, "Not in my opinion." And you actually say, oh. "Your opinion doesn't count; mine counts." Yeah. Yeah. So you're pretty screwed. Uh, yeah, that's that's tough.
2: Yeah, what can I tell you? All right, Daryl. Hello, Daryl. Hey, Bill. Yes. Uh, I'm a disabled person. And the state of California, the building contractors and the commission up in Sacramento are, going to, are proposing to change Title 24 of the building code and they're gonna add ambiguous language that makes it sound like it's going to be more accessible to we disabled people but in essence they're taking away access from us to enter any building this is what they eventually want to do okay they want to keep they they, they want to keep us out of public buildings in the state of California fair enough my so, question my question to you is do you think because I'm on several disabled groups rights groups and all this sort of stuff do you think we should do a class action law no, no you can't
0: no you can't do a class action lawsuit under those circumstances. You can't. Now, you can argue that class action, what you have to do is, first of all, get the bill overturned if you can. And the disabled community has lobbyists. They have to. And the lobbyists come in, and you get your local senator and assembly person and just go crazy. Otherwise. Uh,
2: well, well, Bill, check this out. Uh, you said we have a lot. Well, actually, uh, you know, we disabled people. I don't know if you know what's what's been going on with us, because this, this story should be all over the mainstream. I, news I know media. you have
0: a hard time walking.
2: But, it's, but yeah, I, I wear leg braces and walk with crutches. I have polio. So, basically, uh, they're trying to, uh, you know, violate, change the ADA. The Americans with Disabilities Act is being violated. Well, they can't, can't do that in California. Crutches. California can't change the ADA. I know, but 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 here's what they're doing, Bill. Here's what they're doing up there. The building contractors are—they're not changing it, but they're—they're they're putting in their words of the way they think it's. Okay, should.
0: then it's then it's that's a lawsuit, but that's not a class action lawsuit. That's uh, I think I probably a I mean, lawyer who does. I don't know.
2: Can I find, yeah, can but you find a private lawyer. Uh, you could, the, but I don't think any of them are going to do it for free. A disabled lawsuit against the the building
0: contractor? Well, it wouldn't be against the building contractor. It would, uh, because then the argument goes, what's the interpretation of the law itself? And then it gets appealed, and then it gets appealed. And what you're doing is asking a lawyer to spend hundreds, if not thousands of hours to do it for free, Daryl. Okay. Yeah, that's po- that's the trouble. So just you know, what you want to do is you know the disabled crowd, if you were, if you will, uh, you know your organizations find out what they're doing because you can't do this on your own, Daryl. That's impossible.
2: Oh, I understand, but I'm on the board of several groups. All right, then you vote and you you find out where you go. I mean, if you're for, asking for me, I'm the wrong guy to ask.
0: And do I think it's a a a law uh, class action suit? You know, uh, it might even be, uh, but I don't know that you're suing the state. You're suing in. Uh, you're suing contractors who are interpreting uh, the business of the uh, suit. No, you can't sue. It's not a class action. It's a specific contractor. It's someone who's building a specific business. And you're arguing that that's violation of uh, the ADA, and here's the language of it. And they say, well, here's we in- here's how we interpret it. And you go, no, that's a wrong interpretation. We're being discriminated against. And then you go to court with that on that one
3: case. Hi, Manny. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Good morning. Yes, sir. Listen, this is my situation. I uh, participated in a job walk uh, for a uh, government contract. The contracting officer states he's not going to accept or equivalent. But in reading the contract, which is what I do to the last period, it states that long as I state that I'm using or equivalent, it's acceptable. He tells me my contract will be considered non-responsive and not even considered. I don't quite so understand. I... Okay.
0: Uh, so the contract, he says... Uh, that it's a non-equivalent uh, clause, and you're, or whatever the clause says, and you're saying it is equivalent, right? It says well, in the contract. The, am I
3: missing something? Right. The contract states that I can use or equivalent as long as I state it's or equivalent. What do you mean? He's what kind of? I'm
0: sorry. What kind of equipment?
3: Uh, it's an automatic door.
0: Oh, it's an automatic uh, it's door an automatic that you door. can use. Uh, your automatic door, correct? The equivalency correct. in there, and he's saying no.
3: He's saying no. He sees he wants a specific brand, but the contract states that I can use or equivalent. So I can use an equivalent as long as it's equal, and I state that it's equal and can right. prove it. All right, and and this is a contractor who's saying no. The the contracting officer, the one that decides who gets the bid, well, the contract.
0: Manny, uh, let's get real for a moment. Is this does the contract that you get it be predicated on what this guy thinks?
3: Well, uh, let's hope not, but he's the deciding factor.
0: Well, then it's pretty well his decision, isn't it? So let me ask you this. How much money do you lose or money you don't make if you use the brand name?
3: How much money do I lose?
0: Yeah, yeah. If you use equivalent, let's say equivalent is going to cost you $10,000.
3: Is the brand name going to cost you $12,000? It's not that. It's I don't have access to the or or to the. Brand name. Ah, okay. So then,
0: so what does he say if you don't have access? How do you get? How do you do the work?
3: Well, that's why the contract states I can use or equipment.
0: I understand, but you're talking to the guy that
3: signs off on it, Manny. Well, the the he's all he is is he's he's the person that facilitates for the government, and as far as that goes, he's supposed to do whatever is in the best. Okay,
0: then Manny, then Manny, uh, just say fine. And uh, go ahead, and uh, you get the contract. And I'm assuming you don't have to talk to him after that because you've gotten the contract, right?
3: Well, once I get the contract, they make sure that everything is. Uh, who the, makes sure? And plan. Manny, who makes sure? The uh, folks at the facility where I where I'd be installing right. it. Right. Is it?
0: D- does he make the call as to uh, after after you get the after you get the contract? Is he? Does he stay in the equation?
3: Only as to respect that he is the one that after the, the equipment is installed, he checks with the folks that uh, where I installed it. And he says, OK, great. Now he authorizes payment.
0: OK, so now here's the problem you're going to have. And that is uh, he is he telling you that you have to use the brand name or is it is it in writing or is it verbal?
3: I have it both ways, verbal and in writing. But in his. He, there's a questionnaire you have to send in there for an RFI. A request for information. I send in the RFI, and his response is nope. You can't use anything okay. other than what I asked for. I got but. it.
0: Uh, well, except you, your clause says
3: uh, or equivalent, correct? Well, the government's the government's contract says or equivalent.
0: Well, then you're done. He is- then it doesn't matter what he says, isn't it? Get the bid uh, and uh, just go for it. But does he want you to put or? Does he want you to say I will not use the equivalent in the bid that's going to him? Well, he's the one that awards the bid. Well, you've got a problem, Manny. Well, yeah, but
3: he's, he's, doing, he's going against what the okay. rules are. Okay, great. All right. Now what? Well, my question is this. If I don't get the contract, all things being equal, only because he considers my my quote non-responsive and doesn't even give me a chance to contend for it Mm -hmm. do i have uh, grounds for a suit on losses that i make potentially could have had
0: that's a problem manny because he's going to come up with some other reason why he didn't give it to you when you say all things being equal not in his opinion
3: but in the eyes of the government well no the
0: eyes of the the government government, government, manny is him he is the eyes of the government (laughs) <laughs> do you understand? He's the one that makes the call on behalf of the government. You've got a problem with this guy. You've got a problem with this guy. And if you just—he either hates you, Manny, doesn't want you to get the bid, which is starting to well, smell I, I that I way.
3: The situation where it, uh, he's kind of in the pocket of people. That All right. Well, there.
0: then there's nothing, Manny. Then there's nothing you can do. Then there's not a damn thing you can do. You're not going to no, sue the, the government right? because he didn't give because he didn't give you the job. Because this is the way he interprets the contract, because they'll say, even if you're right, I didn't think he could do as good a job. Unless it's a straight, (laughs) unless it is a straight bid, lowest bid gets the job.
3: That's the way it's supposed to work. No, no. Does it it work that way?
0: Does the law say that?
3: Well, yeah. Okay. So there's no,
0: all right. So there's no room. For example, you can be the lowest bidder and if you, and if they know you don't do as good work. Or if you, as long as you comply and you make it, you have to get the uh, you have to get the contract, uh, no matter what. If you're low bid, correct. Wow, I'm glad I
3: fly in airplanes that are built by the government.
0: Well, no, uh, Manny, no, it, it, how big it, it, a con- it, 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 Manny, how big a contract is it?
3: The last one was about uh, seventy thousand dollars.
0: Okay. Well, talk to a lawyer and see how much money it's going to cost you to sue the government of the United
3: States. <laughs> I get a feeling it's not going to be cheap. Uh, no, it's not going to be cheap.
0: And, he's, man, he just got screwed by this guy. That's all. He hates you. I mean, clearly this is personal. If he says you have to use this brand name and it's not available, and he says, I don't care, where do you think you're going to go on this? And he's an agent of the government. Now, maybe you can sue he because an independent contractor where the government hires him on a contract basis. But, you know, just... I wouldn't do it for a $70,000 contract. I mean, you could, but uh, its I'd rather spend the time looking for other work and other contracts than spend the time dealing with a lawsuit. I've dealt with lawsuits before, and its it just sucks up your time and energy.
4: Uh, hey, David, you're up. Welcome. Okay, thank you for, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Here's the situation. Um, I let a buddy stay with me for off and on for a couple of days. I told him he had a lease. He was doing some things I wasn't going to uh, I was gonna let be in my house. And um, when I was at work, he had called a locksmith, and the locksmith did not check his ID. He had no identification on him in order for the locksmith to check. The locksmith went ahead with the call and drilled through my lock, uh, opened up my door, and my ex went in and uh, stole my wife's jewelry box. So we're going ahead and seeing the locksmith on small crane court. Uh, we served him properly. He sent the letter to his work as well, and uh, he never showed up for the first time in court. Excuse me. And um, now we have an extension, and he's trying to vacate the judgment.
0: Well, all he has to do is show up again. It's not a question of vacating the judgment. All he has to do is appeal it, and he gets and he gets an appeal. If he asks yeah. for it, it's called a trial de novo. So it's not a it's not vacating the judgment. It's as if it never happened. At this point, once he files the appeal, David, there is no judgment to vacate. It's a brand yeah. new trial, as if the first one didn't happen. But here's the problem you're going to have, and that is uh, he stole my wife's jewelry box. What, how much is that worth, David? How much? Uh, what, what was the value of those jewels inside?
4: Um, approximately three to five thousand dollars. Yeah, and how do you prove that? Well, we have receipts. We also have uh, multiple pictures of her wearing the jewelry. We've crossed
0: Okay, them. all right. And you have and you have receipts for all the jewelry, and you can actually point to every piece of jewelry that she's uh, wearing that is that's gone.
4: Uh, if we don't have receipts, we do have um, pictures, like uh, actual cash value of a, a similar product. Okay, okay. how do you, uh,
0: Okay, I'm just I'm 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 just trying to nail it down. So far, you're doing great, David. Uh, you. How, you also have the police report showing... The uh, police report you know. means nothing. Police report means nothing because that's what you said. Uh, however, uh, let's say she's wearing a piece of jewelry and you don't have a receipt. How do you establish what that piece of jewelry is? Uh, obviously, you, uh, you can establish that she owned the jewelry.
4: Uh, she's uh, Amazon, like uh, services such as Amazon, where she can go back to her uh, web history. Yeah, but,
0: so. uh, but here's the problem is uh, if you're talking about... Uh, is it real gold? Is it gold plated? Is it? Uh, I mean, there's really no way to tell. I mean, that's that's the problem. It's always a question of proof, uh, because the uh, the court isn't going to say, "Well, here's a piece of jewelry." And for example, here's a ring. Uh, and it 's uh, at a jewelry store it 's a uh, thousand bucks. Well, I can get one that looks just like that on Amazon for four dollars and fifty cents well, so
4: we have is a picture of her uh, wearing the ring, and then we go back to her web history on Amazon, where she purchased it and print out the receipt oh
0: yeah, it. then you got it then then you have it. If you have a picture and you have the amazon receipt yeah. then you 've got it so now. Uh, it's an uh, issue of um, do you hold the locksmith liable? Yeah, yeah. I would. I'd go for his, it.
4: His actually directly led to the theft, and he did not have proper identification. Oh, know, but what theft.
0: is I wait a uh, But what good if he did have proper identification? See, that's the problem. How does the how does a locksmith know who owns the property? Does he ask for a, a, a deed, for
4: example? By, is by the locksmith code or whatever. Like the, I don't, the I don't, code? I don't know.
0: Because for example, if you go to my house and I keep my deed uh in a safe deposit box and i asked the locksmith you know what my, i need new keys well no i need the deed of the house to help prove that uh, you
4: uh you, the call then i'm I sorry the assist- who does he call refused, no do- refuse taking the taking the job no does i get that, no, that but who who does he call david not, not calling my uh, telephone but refusing the the service call
0: yeah oh i don't understand he was called to show up at a place and why should he who was he supposed to call not show up
4: not call it using the telephone. He should refuse taking the service call. Why? In the, in the locksmith code? And Why? No, I don't know of a
0: locksmith code. But what? I, do. I, I
4: looked it up. It's what do lock- you
0: What do you expect him to do? He, if someone calls, he should I not. He should not show up.
4: He should show up. Check identification. And what does the, the ID, David? What does the ID do? ID would show that somebody lives at that residence. Like so I, you're I, saying it tried has tried to be it has to, to be
0: that address. Got it. So it's uh, showing ID to show that he lived there and yeah, he didn't not have not any that. ID. All right. Okay.
4: All right. Uh, no, so All right. Uh, that's the only concern. No, concern. I get it. No, I get so it. it. So
0: no... no, I get it. All right. I think you have enough there, certainly, to uh, to take the locksmith and your friend to court. Uh, we well, are we're
4: we're, we're letting the detective do the uh, court thing my ex-friend criminally. We're taking the locksmith to court civilly. Uh,
0: yes. And the locks and the detectives are going after him criminally.
4: Oh yes. Oh, uh, then I'm, you know what, you
0: don't know, at, at that point once you have a here's what's going to happen. Once he is um I would dismiss the claim, okay, at this point. I would dismiss it with uh without prejudice so you definitely. can sue again because I'll tell yeah. you why. If it turns out that uh, he pleads uh a couple things going to happen. Restitution is going to be ordered. Uh and that is far stronger than any judgment you could get, David. A judgment for people like this mean nothing. You have to go collect it. And yeah. these cockroaches, what do you think? Uh, let's say you get $5,000. Okay, you have a judgment against them. Where's he going to cough up $5,000,
4: David? From his locksmith business. From what? His locksmith business.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about your friend. Uh, oh, my
4: friend, uh, no. We were letting the, all right, wait a, we're a second. So the, the police,
0: so the police are going after the locksmith, right? We're going after the locksmith. The police are going after my buddy. Wait, so they're not going after the locksmith. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. No, I, they wouldn't. All right. So what you have is okay. You sue the locksmith for yeah. uh, civilly, and you put all that. Okay. Yeah, all that makes sense. All right. I think. Uh, I, I think you have enough there. Certainly go to small claims court.
5: Beautiful. Yeah, awesome. I, I would. I
0: cer- I certainly would take that. Okay. Take care. Awesome. All right. So, so either uh, he didn't do a great job of explaining all of that, or I'm an idiot. And actually, I'm leaning towards I'm an idiot on that call. Huh? Yeah, because if I had called and asked the que- that question and I got the answer that I got, I would definitely call me an idiot or call whoever called by the name of Bill an idiot. Even that makes no sense to me. All right, I think we're going to take another call. What do you think?
6: Hey, James. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, I got a private uh, school loan. And uh, it's been over nine years now. And I, I was wanted is the statute of limitation. Do so I still have to pay on that loan?
7: Okay, I'm they have on. when
0: you say nine years, you haven't made a payment in nine years? Yes, I haven't made a payment in nine you years. You have not made a payment for nine years? Yes. Okay, how much is uh, how much was the original loan, James? It was uh twenty eight thousand. nine years ago. Yes. Yeah, now it's 38000 Oh, I, saw, I thought it would have been $1.8 Uh It's only 38000 Well, at this point, I still think you owe it, but ha- are they contacting you?
6: Uh, it's just, I think it's like they keep selling, selling it to a third party. All right, but...
0: well, at some point, James, you're going to get sued. Okay. Yeah, and yes, you will have to pay it. And the statute, I don't know how long the statute is. Uh, Somehow it seems 10 years in my mind. Uh, But you get to look it up. And you may go past the statute. And if it's a federally insured student loan, I think they they have extra time, the feds. But, uh, James, uh, always, here's my philosophy in life, which obviously you are following. Always borrow money and screw the person that you're borrowing the money from. Because that's how to get along in life. Ah! How many phone calls do I get? I want to screw this person. I don't want to pay my bill. All right, Roy. Hi, Roy. Yes. Yes, yes, go
4: ahead. Hey, my wife filed for divorce a few months ago, and I gave her a a ring from my mom that my mom gave me that my dad gave her before he passed away. And she doesn't want to give it back. Yeah. I was just curious. Do I need to get an attorney? Yeah, you know,
0: no, 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 no. I mean, you can get an attorney who is going to tell you uh, you have no case, Roy, or you can have me tell you you have no case. Which one would you like? Well, good answer. And that's because it is considered a gift and you can't sue to get gifts back. Especially if you're talking about engagement rings, which is why when I gave Marjorie the engagement ring and she doesn't know it to this day, it's not a real diamond. It's a zirconium and I don't care. She can keep it all she wants. It cost me $80. She thinks it's expensive, but hey, that's my answer to
8: this stuff for sure. Vargas. Hi, Vargas. How are you doing? I, uh... A while ago, I was involved in a minor accident, and uh, there was no points. The DMV wasn't uh, 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 involved. Uh, but there's an organization called LexisNexis, Nexus, and uh, so when my ins- my my employer went to uh, update my insurance, uh, it, uh, it, that 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 minor accident it cost six hundred dollars popped up on there, and so my employer let me go. And I'm I'm trying to figure out how can I how can I erase that? Okay, uh,
0: you know I don't know because there away who reported it. If there was did the insurance company pay six hundred bucks? The insurance company reported it. Oh, I see. The, and did the insurance company pay the six hundred dollars? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, how do you get rid of it? It's it's there on your record. Now, how long ago was this? Uh, 11, 2,000.
9: thousand. All right. How
0: long ago? Give me uh, give me some numbers. A uh, uh, give me a a year and a, half. Year and and a half. half a year and a half ago. Yes. Yeah, they can. They're It's going to keep on your record, and uh, your. Uh, I think it's hilarious that your employer decides going to let you go, but the employer can let you go for any reason whatsoever. How long have you been working at that uh, at that facility?
8: Oh, a couple of years.
0: And they're firing because of a six hundred dollar bumper. Uh, yeah.
8: The insurance went from thirteen to seventeen thousand dollars. The insurance company reported it was thirteen to seventeen thousand dollars. They paid. No, no. The insurance policy—it's—it's uh, the insurance policy was thirteen thousand, and it jumped up to seventeen thousand. Yeah,
10: they do
0: that all the time. Although for a fender bender in which there are no injuries, and they wrote a check for six hundred dollars, two things are happening. You've got the wrong insurance company.
8: Exactly, Mercury.
0: Yeah. Well, and by the way, I've had Mercury, and I've never heard of thirteen thousand dollars. How many cars do you have on our Vargas? Uh, uh two
8: right now. And you're paying thirteen grand. No, no, no! Well, I'm paying. I'm paying like a thousand, but I, 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 got rid of them and I, I changed the AAA. And they're charging you thirteen thousand? No, no, they're charging me a grand.
0: All right, so where's the thirteen to seventeen thousand dollars?
8: That's for the new policy to drive a commercial truck. Oh, God! I wish you had said that.
0: Uh, and the answer is, you're talking about a job with a commercial trucking company, right? Yeah, they're going to nail you. I mean, every at first it seemed ridiculous to me, but uh, there, your primary job is driving. And right. if there is a history of you getting into an accident, and it really doesn't matter how big the accident is, I think that the trucking companies just say, okay, this guy's had an accident. The bottom line is you're screwed, Vargas.
8: That's it. I yeah, guess. that's
0: pretty much. Yeah, in the end, you're screwed. All right. Uh, hey, Robin. Hi. Yes. Hey, what can I do for you?
11: Well, we have a tenant-landlord issue. Um, We've had tenants that have been leasing our house for almost uh, two years, and they are refusing to allow us onto the property to do any kind of um, routine kind of maintenance
0: type thing. and I'm assuming you told them uh, that uh, we need to do maintenance on the property. Yes. Okay, have you told them that if they don't allow you, you're going to evict them? Uh, No, we haven't told them that. Why don't you you tell them that? (laughs) She's
11: very um, difficult. Um, You know, we
0: want to fertilize the lawn. She says that'll be toxic to her children. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, she has an argument about fertilizing a lawn that's toxic, but let her go to court when uh, you uh, take her to court and give her a 30- or 60-day notice to get the hell out of the place. We'll see. Is she willing to uh, fight it? Is she willing to uh, be evicted from the place for this?
11: Um, I would think so because mm-hmm. she won't speak to us. Oh, wants yeah, to yeah, yeah, definitely. Writing. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. You just have her serve with a uh, a notice to quit, and uh, that that's it. And you put down the in, that uh, in the reason that you're throwing her out, she won't let you on the property. You're the property owner for even uh, minimal maintenance or uh, what is uh, – I, I think – what's the language you would use on that for uh, reasonable maintenance, I think, is yes. what I would use. And uh, then evict her. And uh, what is she going to say? No, because it's not just the law. And I'm assuming there are other issues involved too, right? Yes, all
10: right. Exactly.
12: Just put down, just
0: put down all of it. Throw her out. Okay. Yeah, let her fight it. I don't know what she's going to say, but let her hire a lawyer and go to court. Right.
11: Because we didn't want to push it with
0: her. Because you have to. I... You have no choice, Robin. If you, unless you want the place to fall apart.
11: I know, but like we want to go examine the exterior.
13: Of the property. They won't let
0: you. I'm... She won't let you on it. Now the well, other like, side. We... Now hold We're on. Now, now hang on a minute. The other side of this is what if you do if you just walk on the property? That's my concern. All right. So the worst that happens is she calls the police. Right. And uh, you uh, pull the title of the house. You can do that at recorder's office. And as soon as she calls the police and the police show up, you go, I'm the property owner here. Okay. And uh, I'm doing maintenance on the outside of the house. The police will walk away in two seconds. <laughs> and the police will say this is a civil matter. Yeah. But I would I would have a copy of the deed with me. Okay. All right, try that as the police arrest you in handcuffs and throw you against the hood of the car and beat you to a pulp. That's always a good idea. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. So, battery Battery consists of hitting someone, either with your hands or an object. It can also be assault. It can be assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, there is a charge of domestic battery uh, that uh, that can be charged in Florida specifically. Wow, another Florida story. So this is a story of um, domestic battery. So a pregnant Florida woman is arrested because uh, what she did is assault, domestically battered her brother with frosted cupcakes during an argument that they had. Uh, Latanya Dougherty, 24, quarreling with her 30-year-old brother, when the verbal argument they had escalated, she allegedly picked up frosted cupcakes and threw them at her brother. Uh, the cupcakes, according to the arrest report, struck her brother in the arm and in the chest. So the brother retaliated by removing the frosting off of his arms and then wiping it in her hair. And that at that point, uh, allegedly, uh, kicking her in the stomach. And this is where it got a little crazy. Uh, in an interview with the police, uh, the uh, her mother described her daughter as the initial primary aggressor she threw the cupcakes. Now, this is her mom saying it was my daughter's fault. She started by throwing cupcakes. And let's not forget the frosting that ended up on uh, my uh, on his arm. Now, Yado's reaction, according to the cops, uh, that exceeded a reasonable response in self-defense. Not necessarily taking the Frosting off his arm and rubbing it into her hair, but the kicking in the stomach to a woman who is pregnant, that's a little more problematic. She told the cops she was four to six weeks pregnant. Uh she had been arrested also for the battery, released from jail uh, after posting a thousand dollar bond. He is in jail on a felony battery charge of ten thousand dollars. And and this is what may actually kill the case: the defense. Police noted that was there, there was blue frosting in her hair, noting that he in fact had taken the frosting off of his arm, rubbed it in her hair, but they didn't collect the cupcakes as evidence. The cupcakes were not taken into the evidence room. And the argument is going to be the chain of custody. Where are the cupcakes? Hmm. Let's take some phone calls.
9: Uh, hello Randy Hello yes
0: what yeah, can I what can I do for
9: you? yeah, I have an ex-wife that we bought at timeshare together. It was paid for and she after our divorce had kind of got lost in the shuffle and she was making the payments on the maintenance and all that for about five years. all of a sudden I received a bill in the mail from the timeshare company that she had quit claimed it to me mm-hmm. And taken her name off of everything, and I want to know if I haven't. Okay. Court, well, what, but,
0: was your is your name? Uh, was, did you guys own it together? Yes. She can't do that. She can't quit claim it to anybody without your signature. It's, That's
7: what I. thought. Yeah. If yeah.
0: both of you own, if both of you own the property, she can't just arbitrarily say, "Okay, I don't own it anymore. I'm giving it to. Uh, I'm, I'm giving it back to you." No. The only way to quit claim a piece of property. Is that both of you have to quit claim it to you? I'm assuming it was joint tenancy, correct? That is correct. Then there's no way. There's no okay. way she can quit claim it to you. So you can tell the uh, the you can tell the company saying, "Hey, she didn't have my permission to quit claim it." And by the way, uh, where's my signature on uh, the page where I sign it?
9: Okay. Now I got one problem. It's been like two years. Is that is that going to be? No, a you're okay. No, you're okay. Okay, all right,
0: cool. yeah, it's the old uh yeah no, nah, that doesn't work that way. All right, uh Trisha, hello, Tricia.
14: Hi, um I have a question about a living trust. Yes, you know, this is boring again, but um I'm a widow, and uh, I have a living trust, and I have three sons um my house is paid for, but I have two apartment houses, and originally, when we bought the apartments, only two of my sons were listed on the deeds. Um, I'm wondering if my third son is covered under the living trust because of that.
0: Not if the trust owns uh, the apartments. If Excuse me. Does the trust own the apartments? Yes. Okay. So your sons are not listed. Your two sons are not listed as owners. The trust owns the property, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. So what is your what do your two sons have to do with that trust?
12: They're on the original deed for the
0: apartment. It doesn't matter. Was it transferred to the trust or do they still own the property? The trust still owns the property. Then you can change the trust because you're the trustee, right? Right. You can do whatever you want on a living trust. Okay. You can, you just say it's going to go to all three of my sons. The fact that it was that they were originally on the deed means nothing. If the, if the property has been transferred to the trust, then all ownership other than the trust uh, is gone. The trust owns it. And if and the trustee can do anything he or she wants with the trust if it's a uh, living trust. Okay. 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 That's it. Sounds great. That's Thank it. You. That's the truth, uh, I think. No, that actually is. Hard to believe. Uh, hello, Amanda.
14: Hi there. Yes. I'm a, a California registered nurse, and I worked for a health spa in California. And I worked there for approximately three to four months and um while I was working, there was a police raid that occurred when I was working. To make a long story short, they ended up arresting the doctor that I was working for okay and um about three to four weeks later, they ended up putting a warrant out for the arrest of myself as well as the three other gals who were not registered nurses um and I ended up going in to get the bench warrant off my name, and I pleaded not guilty right. to the misdemeanor, And but I did get my own lawyer. The other girls pleaded guilty to the misdemeanor, and the um, the uh, doctor pled no contest to a lesser charge of a misdemeanor. So my misdemeanor was totally dismissed once I went through my part of the case, because they lumped me in with everybody else. And I spent $10,000 to defend myself. hmm against being
0: not guilty.
14: Mm -hmm. I want to know if I have any legal recourse.
0: Nope. Or at all. Nope. 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 Yep. When you hire a lawyer to pay for your defense, it's on you. And if you happen to be acquitted or they drop the case, it's on you. And even, and here's the problem. It goes beyond that. Even if they had no business nailing you at all, all they have to say is, "Well, we uh, had good faith, and there was a basis, and here it is. Here's the connection. No matter how uh, tenuous that connection is, uh, the courts give tremendously way to arresting okay. authorities. Yeah, so you're completely screwed on that one. Uh, Ten thousand dollars. Bad luck. Bad luck. Went to the wrong doctor. Uh, hello, Johnny. Hey.
10: Yes.
15: Show. Sure. I was under the quote-unquote care of the uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department Twin Towers uh, just for 70 days. But uh, while I was there, uh, a couple of deputies thought it would be funny to uh, use the microphone and the PA system to cause massive feedback throughout the jail cells. And my bunk is right under one of their loudspeakers. And it blew out the eardrum in my left ear, causing 25 percent hearing loss and a lot of mental anguish. I was actually in there under mental care as well in a special section of the jail. Um, Uh, I was wondering why I'm having trouble finding an attorney to take the case.
0: Because there probably isn't enough money there, Johnny. That's Uh, what I figured. Yeah, losing 25%, and that's in one ear. Correct, Johnny?
15: Yeah, and it still has crackling. and Yeah, no, I get it. No, I get it.
0: It's a a mess, but uh, it's a question of the money.
15: Now, Uh, what about if I take, can I take them to small claims court for $10,000? No,
0: no, no, no. Because you have to establish that's what caused it. And it's just uh, they just don't do that. Small claims court don't do that. It, they just don't get involved with that. They'll just say they no. don't handle the lawsuits against the sheriff's department. Oh yeah, that's a, that's out of the question. I mean, they're not going to touch that with a ten foot pole. And it's not because they're in the system either. It's just it's beyond the scope of a small claims judge to make that determination. That's all. It I think uh, as a matter of fact, I think when you're suing a governmental entity uh, in small under these circumstances for personal injury, I think it's automatically kicked up. Uh, is my understanding. So that's what were you in for? What were you arrested for, by the way, Johnny?
15: Uh, I just got in a little bit of trouble in a domestic uh, issue. My girlfriend pulled a knife, and I threw a can
4: of green beans at her.
0: Hmm. And of course, she denied <laughs> throwing the knife, right? Pulling the knife.
15: Oh yeah. Well, I had video. Uh, I had video evidence of her with the knife, but um, the DA, uh, the public defender, basically said it'll be your your word against hers.
10: Not if it's you have video of her with this. a knife.
15: Yep, and they said, well, uh, you yeah. could easily just say that, to the jury that uh, she was in fear, and that's why she had an accident. All right, that uh, okay, pissed,
0: so. that's fine, that's yeah. fine. All right, so anyway, uh, that's it. You're done, you're screwed. Congratulations. Uh, hello, Jen. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
16: Question is, my stepdaughter's mother opened a credit card in her name without her knowing about it. She found out at about six months later that she had done this. Um, had some sympathy for her,
14: so just allowed her to make a credit card payment as she thought.
0: What do you mean? The daughter, wait a sec. Uh, the daughter made the credit card payment or the mom made the credit card payment?
16: The mom made the payment, okay. so she had it Got access it. to her account. All right. Uh, and then she came to find out that her mom was missing payments. Long story short, she now has 24 lates on her credit.
0: Okay, that's easy. And, that's easy. Call the credit card company and all you have to do or all she has to do is ask for the fraud division and say that she is a victim of credit card fault, of uh, credit card fraud. And just start. They, they have a whole division that works on that.
16: Even though her mom had access to her account.
0: Doesn't matter. She fi- No, because it's a credit card application. That was forged. When you apply for a credit card, you sign. Just because you have... A, if, I, if I apply for a credit card, even if you and I have a, an account together, if I apply for it and put your name on it, that's fraud, Jen. Well, I think she applied for
16: it online. It doesn't matter.
0: It's fraud. I agree
16: 100%.
0: All right. So work with a credit card company. They, they Believe me, this has not happened... Uh, you know, it's happened a lot before. This is not the first rodeo. That They went to a matter of fact, they go to a lot of rodeos. Matter of fact, I'm sure the credit card company has uh, a huge office in Calgary, Ontario, where they all go to rodeos.
9: Eric. Yes, sir. Yes. Hi, um, my quick question. Uh, Home insurance, a large company. I looked it up, has a huge class action lawsuit. against. I guess to the HUD. Uh they nickel and dime me, and we switched to another lender, and but now they want to charge fees. For what? Association, uh, for cancellation, and they said I didn't pay for the home, um, appraisal fee, but I did. They just didn't charge it. Um, do I have a case
0: there? No, no, no. All you do is not pay. Not pay at all. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't think you have a case. I mean, the class action, but you weren't harmed, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you switched and found something else. No, you don't have a case, and hopefully the class action will nail
3: them. Yeah, they nickel, they nickel and not. I get it. it.
0: No, I get it. I've I've seen companies do that. I get it. They're a bunch of scammers. Uh, not scam on a big picture take, uh, uh, big picture uh, view, but certainly on the small nitely, you know, just the small nitpicky, as you said, uh, stuff. So, uh, no, you don't have a case. But you got Sorry. a good loan. So, what do you care? Uh, hey Jason, you're up. Welcome yeah. to Handle on the Law. Yes, sir.
17: Well, <clears throat> I purchased a printer, all-in-one printer from Epson, and the uh, one I purchased was defective. <clears throat> so Epson sends me a second one. That turned out to be a defective. I called them in. They sent me out a third one, which was defective, and okay. I took that third. I took that third one over to Office Depot, exchanged it, they exchanged it, and I sent back the first two printers to Epson. And because the printer that I Exchange from Office Depot didn't hit the um, the serial numbers that they had. Now they want to charge me for that printer, and I've got a letter from Office Depot stating they exchanged it. Okay, and, just and they're
0: still fine. Just send them the letter. Just say oh, I was saying. I did.
17: I did, I, I and, did send them the letter. Okay, and then you say no. Still,
0: then you say no, and then just say here's the problem. And you're now dealing with customer service. You have to go up. Uh, you've got to, you have to go up the ladder on that one,
17: Jason. That's all I've you got. I've gone up the ladder. I've gone to customer relations to customer service. Have they charged? A- have they charged you? They charged me my original card. They won't release the. the okay. How much, Jason?
0: How much do they charge you?
17: <clears throat> like three hundred and seventy yeah, dollars. I have another. I have another three seventy that they can be charging me if they don't accept. Well, first the of all,
0: you cancel the card. That's for, that's the first thing you do. Uh, second of all, you. Uh, I, I don't know where else you're going to go on this because you've done it all. I mean, are you going? You can take them to small claims court. And
17: well, you that, know, trying to trying to sue them in small claims. I mean, you can't even get a phone number on them, other than the oh no, they have corp- No,
0: they have corporate offices. Oh no, no, well, no, yeah, they have uh, they have corporate offices uh, in Southern California. You bet. Just look it up, and you you hand it to well, the reception. You just walk in and have the uh, processor hand to the receptionist, and you sued them.
17: Well, cause, well, then I guess the best thing to do is sue them. Because yeah, what HR else can you do? Pay. I mean, Jason, what else are you gonna mm-hmm.
0: do? What you gonna hire? What you gonna hire a lawyer? No, I don't And, think and pay so. four hundred dollars an hour? No, I don't think so. So you have the but, that's the only choice you have, Jason. You have no other choice. All right, thank you. Okay. I mean, I just fascinates me. People, what do I do? You have to sue him. Well, what if I don't want to sue him? What what else are you gonna do? Really?
18: All right, Jeff. Hey, yes. Um, so my mom and dad went to a hotel and um my mom went straight to the bathroom she had to go. They had a long trip. And she actually Lift. and she twisted her
5: ankle and messed up her hand.
0: All right, wait a second she slipped Yes sir okay on what?
18: Uh, uh, there's an oil base that they didn't that they left on there and um, when they took the report the the, uh, the front desk even noticed uh, the oil substance and okay did they place. and did, wait
0: a was that written up as an oil uh, slick there? Yes okay they said there was as opposed to you said there was. Uh, yes, they wrote it on the report. I even read it. What did the report say? That your mom said there was oil there or they said there
18: was oil there? They said there there, there was oil because right when that happened.
0: Okay, good. No, no, that's so that's good. No, no, no. So far so good. How bad uh, how badly was your mom injured?
18: Um she couldn't really walk that day. The next day she still has pain. How long ago and, is uh, how
0: long ago was this? It was last what? week. Last week. All right. And she still has pain. Yes. Okay. And she's been to the doctor. Yes. And uh, there's nothing broken, right?
4: Nothing broken. It's all
0: soft tissue, correct?
18: Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah,
0: no one's going to touch it. No one's going to touch it? Yeah, it's not big enough. You know, she'd be much better okay. off if she had fallen, uh, broken her leg, and the bone was actually poking through uh, the skin, and then maybe they had to amputate. I mean, there's a lot of things that could have happened to get her some big money. Uh, not that one.
13: All right, appreciate sure yep that's
0: all right sometimes it just ain't worth it yep liability yep it's their fault all of it yeah now what uh hello Pat hey yes sure my call Will. sure
19: okay all right uh we ended a contract with a contractor to renovate our kitchen it was a completion date of April 8th uh we needed that date because we had a family coming in from the Philippines and Canada for a mini family reunion uh about three days after the project started, they sent some exec out to talk my wife into doing additional renovations, and that required plans to be submitted. The company never submitted those plans, and they still haven't been approved, hence the delay. Our kitchen was destroyed after the first day. We're without a place to eat. Uh, we got half our house doesn't have electricity, and I had to agree to mandatory arbitration by taking this.
0: Yeah, no, I get it because okay. that—that's the contract. So, have you been to arbitration yet? Yeah. Okay, and what did the arbitrator say? Well, well
19: I haven't gone there yet. I'm—I I'm wanted to talk to you first before I call the arbitrator.
0: Yeah, no, you—you have—you have, have to go. To, you have to go to arbitration and just put all of your damages. You talk about uh, how you can't use your kitchen. How you can't. Uh, you had this event, although. Uh, I have to tell you something, too, to, because to, to plan on something, a contractor finishing a job, uh, when was the contractor <laughs> supposed to finish the job? How many days or weeks prior to that reunion was the contractor supposed to finish the job? A week. A week. You are crazy. <laughs> You are out of your mind to hire a contractor and expect to be finished a week before your event. And probably the <laughs> arbitrator is going to say the same thing. So just bring all of your damages. Uh, and th- Those are you don't have a kitchen. Uh, you can't eat. You have to eat out, and this is what you're spending. Keep all of your receipts on going out every dime. And uh, talk about how uh, your family had to... Uh, your family had to eat someplace else, had to stay someplace else, and then you just you throw it at the arbitrator. That's all you can do.
19: Uh, so, so I just, uh, uh, we were asking for $150 a day, and the yeah, guy not, laughed at me. Yeah. The guy at me, he says, no way you're going to get that. Start, that's not I'm true. Not you get might get very it? well.
0: No, you might very well. You might very well. But what I would do is, I don't even know what I would ask. I would just say, these are my damages. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, uh, there may even be more than that. Asking for one hundred and fifty dollars a day for uh, for what? Uh, because you don't have a kitchen, I don't know. You, I would ask for more than that personally. Uh, but uh, the other possibility is, uh, in, and maybe I would do this: just throw the arbitrator, say, "Look what happened." Now, is this binding arbitration? Yes. Okay, then. Uh, that, you're up in the air on that one. Not that you're going to go to arbitration and not that you're going to get damages. Which way do you handle it? Do you ask for X number of dollars? Which I have no idea if the arbitrator, uh, cares what you are asking for. It's what the arbitrator is going to feel is reasonable. So if it were okay. me, I'm just telling you what I would do, all right? Uh, but then mm-hmm. again, I wouldn't call me, all right, for advice. <laughs> if it were me, I would not ask for a given amount of money. i just say, here's our, here are my damages, and then just start arguing with the arbitrator. Uh, that's, that's the way I would go. And then there's uh, the other way of doing it is to simply, here's what I want. All right, James. Yes. Yes, sir.
20: Good morning. I, was, I had a surgery at a veteran's facility that was kind of botched, and I've been told that I need to file a tort claim. And I've been very unsuccessful in finding an attorney in our area that can file. Yeah, good luck, James,
0: because you're talking about suing the federal government. Right. That is a very tough one. And uh, it's not, it's, quote, a tort claim. It's just a straight medical malpractice claim is what you're uh, going to be filing. uh, Because uh, all civil wrongs are torts. If I've done something to you, it's a tort claim. So that's a general huge term that incorporates everything. So you are specifically going to be filing a medical malpractice case. So let's start with what did they do to you and when they botched the surgery?
20: Uh, It was for a prostate surgery and they only did just the beginning of it and they missed quite a few of the mm, portions that they should have done. Okay,
0: and did you go back in and have it redone?
20: Yes, I had it done by a civilian doctor. I had a second one done.
0: Okay, and so it's now done correctly. Yes. All right, here's the problem. You're saying even though at this point you don't have any damages other than the money that you paid, I'm assuming did you pay out of pocket for the second Mm. doctor? No. All right, then where are your damages? Where are your damages?
20: Well, the damages were that I became highly infected, and I had to pay for...
0: uh, Okay, how long were you highly infected? Oh, for over two years. Two years you were infected? Yes. Because of the first surgery? Yes. And uh, here's the problem you're going to have, is you're going to have to have a doctor connect your infection to that surgery.
13: Okay. And
0: that's your problem, because let's say there is a 2% chance of infection happening in that kind of a surgery. What the yeah. medical doctors say, hey, that's uh, that's part of the, two, the 2%. We've done nothing wrong, but that's part of 2%. This is why you're not finding any lawyer that's willing to do it. It's suing the government, uh, trying to connect all of it, and uh, I think you're screwed. Oh, okay. Okay, but you can keep on looking. Don't, uh, you can go to my website and see if any, uh, of those lawyers, medical malpractice attorneys will take it. Just go to handleonthelaw.com, look under medical malpractice, and say, are you at all interested in that? And my guess is no, but you never know. You never know. All right, George. Yes. Yes, sir. What can I do for you?
6: Okay, landlord tenant problem actually involving the government. Landlord, uh, tells the tenant you can't have any animals, and, uh, uh, code enforcement goes around and knocks on doors. Oh, I hear a dog barking. I wonder if, let's check to see if there's no license. Oh, I hear two dogs barking. No license. There's $425 per animal, V-chip and all the other vaccination records and all that other stuff. And they send a notice out to the landlord. Gee, uh, your tenant has a couple of animals and it's $886. And if you don't, if they don't pay it, you must pay it or go on your tax record with a 6% penalty. Uh, Waste management does the same thing, and the water department tries the same thing. So you're looking at over $1,100 in fees that the landlord didn't You know, I'm losing
0: you. Unfortunately, you're cutting in and out. All right. right, That's uh, better. That's better. better. Okay.
13: All right. All right. Uh, So
0: so uh, let me get this right. What you have is uh, two tenants who have animals, and animal control is saying because they didn't get the licenses, the landlord's going to get nailed. And the same thing with the waste management people. I don't quite understand the waste management people. Why would they n- nab you with fees?
6: Oh, here's why they do that. Here's what they say. They have a, an agreement with the Riverside County Health Department. If the uh, tenant does not pay the bill, they have the right to put the bill on the homeowner. Uh, wait, wait, the- if
0: the tenant doesn't pay the bill for waste, Correct. That's correct. That's okay, correct. well that right. one's an easy one. That was an easy one uh because it, the landlord does have to pay and then go against the uh, go against the uh, uh the tenant because the uh the contract is not with the tenant, it's with the
21: building. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so well, that one but as far as uh, animal control, I have no idea why they would tag uh why they would tag the uh the landlord on that one, and saying we think there are two ant. Anim- we hear barking uh, yeah, from two doing- animals. I mean, that just why not five animals? Well, it might have been. I don't know. I don't, it's so I don't understand. Who are so? What is your relationship to all of this, George? Well, I'm the owner of the property. Okay, so and- you don't know. So you're the one that's getting tagged, correct? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the animal control people saying there are two dogs there, and they have no idea how many dogs are there.
6: Well, yeah, they don't care. They just want to... No, the, I understand,
0: eight. but I'm surprised they didn't say 10 dogs. And then your defense is, uh, you know what? There isn't even a dog, but if there is a dog, it's a ventriloquist dog. And it only sounds like there's two there, and it's all coming out of one dog. I don't understand where they're going from, but wherever they are or whatever they're doing, you immediately appeal it, George. Immediately.
6: Well, okay. that's a lot of good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, all you,
0: that's what you have to do in, in the meantime and if they go after and I don't know how animal control, which is a local uh, a municipal agency can go after your taxes,
6: your uh, federal well, taxes. That doesn't make any sense. Not federal, uh real estate taxes. They'll put it on the tax bill with a 6% penalty. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, figures. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no,
0: I understand. So I all you can do is appeal it. I don't know what else to do, George.
6: On the lease, they're not allowed to have. No, I get it. And you
0: life. could evict them. And then the other thing is evict them, George, and then sue them for whatever you have to pay in penalties.
10: Good luck with that one. Yeah, all go right. ahead
0: go ahead and, and evict them based on the fact they have animals. Got it. And they're gonna That's say it. no and you record it. Because what I would do is I would and I know it's a little tough because if they deny, how do you prove? Uh, that's it. But you you have neighbors that'll say they have animals and there's barking coming inside. I mean, I'm assuming neighbors will go ahead and sign uh, an affidavit, correct? Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's what you do. Uh, Hello, Steve.
3: Hello. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Okay, I was involved with a kind of protracted legal issue. Uh, It ended up getting settled out of court. During that time period, because it was, like I said, protracted, I gave some of the information to some people that were following it closely. Uh, There ended up being a gag order, more or less, that I couldn't involve myself with any committees or anything that uh, would further any of this information getting out. Well, this person I shared the information with, he wants to use it. This is well after the case has been settled. Is there any repercussions? No, that I, I don't
0: think have? so. No, uh, especially since you uh, gave the information prior to the gag order. Gag okay. orders are not retroactive. Uh, the only issue is that whoever uh, the, the, whoever paid you the money, yes, uh, is going to argue that you gave that you violated the gag order, and you and they want all their money back. Uh, because Correct. you breached, but uh, it's it's a question of proving. Can you prove that it was that it happened beforehand?
3: Well, there's some emails that oh, they're are fine. There.
0: If you have I emails, mean, if you have emails prior to the gag order uh, yes. going into effect, you should be okay, Steve. Yeah,
18: it's way before.
0: Yeah, then you're fine. And if they scream at all, you send them the emails and say, hey, this happened way before. You know, they, you know maybe I'm missing something, but last I heard, it's kind of hard to retroactively issue a gag order. Okay. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was easy. This is Handle on the Law, where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. Hawaii has become the first state in the country to officially start exploring a way to provide its residents with a guaranteed basic income. Now, we're not talking minimum wage. We're talking about, as Hawaii declares or Hawaii defines... Uh, a person deserving basic financial security and direct state agencies to analyze to de- and decide what is universal basic income based in Hawaii. Now, Hawaii is a very expensive state, as you know, and I'm assuming taking into account the cost of rent, the cost of food, the cost of transportation, medical, uh, uh, medical insurance. How much is all that? Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's sure as hell going to be a lot more than minimum wage. And uh, now Alaska uh, has some kind of a program like this. In 1976, started providing residents uh, with a, spy, a stipend funded by oil revenues. But everybody gets the same. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are. In Alaska, you get the same money, sometimes a 1000 bucks. This is the first time a state has considered this kind of a bill. Uh, Pretty socialist, actually, if you think about this. But Hawaii is pretty liberal in the way it uh, deals with uh, laws anyway. So that's universal basic income. Now, uh, it has been gaining traction in parts of California, but it's not going to happen, and certainly not on a statewide level. Uh, It's uh, taken hold in Silicon Valley uh, because you have tech leaders uh, have to address concerns about the industry's displacement of blue-collar workers, because as tech comes in, everything goes up like crazy. But is Hawaii going to go there? I, I don't know. I think it's going to be just too damn expensive. It really is. Because you're talking about a basic income no matter what kind of work you do. So let's say you work at a McDonald's and your basic standard of living to live a decent life is 22 $25 an hour, which I don't think is off base, incidentally. Or $18 an hour. How does a fast food establishment pay that? And still make it work? other than keep on raising prices which do that then the argument goes it's that much quicker to automate and bring in computerization and robotics which then puts those people out of work anyway it's a a bizarre situation all right let's take some phone calls hey paul welcome to handle on the law hi
18: bill i was just wondering i'm going through a divorce it's been dragging on for over 14 months uh, can, can a lawyer? I don't have a full time lawyer. Can a lawyer make it go any faster? And 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 if I go to court, should I get a male female? Uh, would either one be better? And what do you think?
0: All right, wait a second. Uh, number one, can a lawyer? Let me get this right. Can a lawyer speed it up? And number two, if uh, would it be better for you to get a female lawyer to represent you because uh, under the circumstances that would be better? Right. Uh, okay. She has a female lawyer. She has a female lawyer. Got it. All right. A couple of things. First of all, uh, maybe you can get it speeded up. We have to know why uh, the judge keeps on continuing it. And uh, you it's worth talking about. I don't know why it hasn't uh, been. Uh, it, haven't, it hasn't been calendared yet. Is it the other lawyer, your wife's lawyer? Is she putting in continuances that she keeps on throwing things at you? Is she making motions? Do you know?
18: No, um, they asked me to agree to a continuance, and I agreed to that, you know, about six months ago. Uh, But the second court date is coming up soon. Okay, then there's, uh,
0: yeah, then there's no, you don't need a lawyer for that. uh, As far as the continuance, lawyer's not going to help you if it's coming up soon. And uh, so you're a little bit at odds uh, with uh, her having a lawyer and you not. Do I have it right that you don't have a lawyer?
18: I have one that I use periodically, but okay.
0: not the time. Well, it doesn't really matter. If, uh, if it's a fairly simple divorce, you're okay. What, uh, what are the terms of the divorce? Uh, is it pretty complicated?
18: Well, we have no minor children, but we have a, a significant
0: estate. All right. So it's just going to be split. The, the reality is it goes right down the middle. In the end, Paul, it just goes right down the middle. So uh, I, I don't know how much a lawyer can do. Maybe it's a question of ascertaining the value. Maybe there are pension plans uh, that you're going to need to figure out uh, how how much is in there, uh, when uh, you actually uh, put in the, pe- the money in the pension plans for the time you've been married. Well, uh, how, how long have you been married, Paul? 29, 30 years. Oh, God. Why the divorce after 29, 30
18: years? Uh,
10: she became an alcoholic. Okay, what, fair I? enough.
0: All right, and as far as the, she has a woman lawyer, do you need a woman lawyer? Uh, let me tell you the worst year in the history of the United States Nineteen it was 1920 when they actually gave, gave women the vote. And the entire thought of a woman practicing law, to me, is anathema. You know, they actually have women pilots now. I mean, I got to tell you, I want to kill myself. I get on a airplane. There's a woman pilot. I know we're going to crash, and there's and, and there's a reason we don't have a premenopausal woman president. Every 28 days, the thought of uh, that button being pushed, for God's sake, Uh no, it's not, Paul. It doesn't really matter whether you have a woman or not. It's uh, it's all the same. It's a question of the quality of the divorce. I know a divorce uh, divorce lawyer who I would hire, uh, and it's a woman. Uh, she is. Tremendous! She can eviscerate someone on the other side, and that person doesn't even know it's happening. It's one of those she can take a scalpel and chop you up into pieces, and you don't even know it's happening. So, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Was I being a little unfair to women? Nah. I say that around my wife too. You should see that? You should see the looks I get with that one. Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Welcome.
18: Yes. Yeah. um, In mid-December, I uh,
3: applied for a home loan, and I went in, and they ran my credit, and it came back at 8.10. And um, then they said that I had too much debt, that I needed to sell my car because uh, I couldn't qualify. So I sold my car at a loss. And um, then they didn't give me the loan.
0: Oh man! First of all, if you're scoring eight ten on a FICO score and they don't give you a loan, your your FICO score is predicated not only on uh, the uh, how timely you are in paying your debts, but also how much debt you actually have relative to your income. And if you have an eight ten, you went to the home the wrong uh, the, the wrong mortgage company because that's crazy. And then they said no to you. I mean, that's just nuts, Kevin. I'm assuming you went to other car, other companies. Uh, because no, I didn't. Oh, uh, you're an idiot. You're an Do idiot. I have any no, to, no, you I don't have it. No, me. you don't have a recourse. because they, they can always say no unless you have a letter saying that if you sell your car, we will loan you the money. Do you have that in writing? I have um, an email from them
3: asking me the status of the sale of my car.
0: But, that's, but that doesn't say they've told you to sell the car to qualify for the loan. Correct. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed and you're an idiot all at the same time. You're both. Now, let me go for a third one. Uh, you're screwed and you're an idiot, and you really didn't look at this very carefully. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Mel. Hi, Mel. Welcome to Handle on the Law. How you doing? Yes, sir.
18: My question is... Um, about a year and a half ago, my grandmother passed away, and she left my father and my aunt living with her, and since then, um, well, she she passed away with no will, and um, since then, my aunt has gotten on drugs and created an altercation between her and my father, which the, uh, the sheriff's made, uh, not the sheriff, excuse me, the court system where they live has created a stay-away order, and that lasted a year. He, he went through that stay-away order and then tried to reconcile and go back home. And when he did, she called the sheriff and said that he he has no stake in the house anymore. He's no longer able all right. to Who owns the house? The house was in my grandfather and my grandmother's name. Okay. Both have it, since passed.
0: Who is it now? Who owns the house now?
18: They're, well, they've done no paperwork. Okay. They,
0: all right. Well, first of all, uh, your aunt has absolutely no right to throw your... Uh, uh, your your father out none okay. zero he, he and what he has to do is real simple is get hold of the uh, the original instrument the deed that shows your grandmother and your grandfather owning the house okay get copies of um, uh, making sure that uh, you have copies of the death certificate unfortunately he is going to have to go to court uh, to and open up a probate to transfer the property. Into right. your name and, uh, and your sister's name, actually, or your aunt's name. Oh, wait a minute. It's your aunt and your dad to transfer yeah. the property, both of them, because they both are beneficiaries of that house. And okay. then, uh, he now he's on title and he can force the sale of the house and your, okay. your aunt can't do anything. And as far as your aunt kicking him out, she doesn't have any right to kick him out. He should go to court and get a restraining order against her. Right. Have him go to court and saying she's the one, and then she's going to uh, say that he's the one, and I think the judge is going to say, you know what? Uh, both of you have an order, which means that nobody can live next to each other. So uh, it's kind of a mess. Does your uh, does your dad have any money at all? Not a red cent. Oh, then he can't hire a lawyer. That's a problem. And does your aunt have money? Not a red cent either. So how did she get a restraining order? Did she file it herself?
18: Yep. What she did was uh, there was a physical altercation. She she came up and there was an argument. She slapped him. He slapped her back. The sheriff took him out of the house.
0: Okay, but who got the restraining order? Who who physically went in with a restraining order, saying he had to stay away from her?
18: When they when he went to court for his arraignment after uh, being removed from the house by the sheriff's, the judge, just the judge issued, that, issued her order
0: at that, judge, that part. Judge. She has to, she, he has to, at this point, uh, say that she hit him. Uh, and, in fact, she's a danger to him. Right. That's all she can do. You guys have a mess on your hands. Uh, don't you love it when family fights? The bottom line is they're both going to end up owning the house. And uh, if uh, the aunt says you got to get out, you, know, you tell it to the real estate agent, I'm selling the house or I'm forcing the sale of the house. Hilda. Hello, Hilda. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Oh, no, yes. I a... Hilda, I barely can hear you. You want to speak uh, louder? Oh, okay, I'll have a quick... Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, now okay. I can.
14: Okay, Um, a quick question on... Um, uh, was in. I'm from California, and I went to Arizona for the spring training game. And uh, I recently
16: received a, a letter in the mail. It was a ticket that I was going over the speed limit, but it doesn't uh, state how you know how fast i was going or anything it just did i was going over and it uh did capture my picture and all that and um it was in scottsdale arizona so i don't know if
11: is that legitimate sure of
0: course uh, it's legitimate. legitimate that's how they operate it i mean what are they, did they Does somebody just take a picture of you i'm assuming it's on official stationery. yeah okay is. i would call i would call them and find out if that is legitimate
6: Police department. Oh
0: yes, or if not the police department, whoever issued the ticket, whoever, whatever agency issues the ticket, it may not be the police mm-hmm. department. It may be uh, a company they contract with to collect the money and find out mm-hmm. whether it's a scam or not. Because someone could have just snapped your picture. But if yes. it is legit and you have, it's easy to find out. You make the phone call. Uh, right. Then here are your options, Hilda, in terms of mm-hmm. that ticket. Okay. Option number one is you pay it. All right. Okay. Option yes. number two is you pay it. And guess what option number three is? (laughs) I pay That is correct. You pay it because you don't want a ticket to go into collections where now you're going into a warrant and the states share the information with each other. So they'll issue a bench warrant and California, when you get stopped next time, will pick you up and throw you in handcuffs. Isn't that worth it? Mercedes. Hi, Mercedes. Yes. Go ahead. Yes.
12: Uh, Yes, I have a question regarding a uh, guardian ad litem. Is there a way once um, he was appointed by the court uh, to remove him? Sure,
0: sure, guardian ad litem. Now, who is uh, he guardianing?
12: He is the, the, the court appointed him to be a guardian of my mother's. Uh, trust. I was a trust. I don't think it's a guardian.
0: Uh, I think it's more of a trustee. I mean, a guardian and uh, a yeah, he, it,
12: he has now been appointed as trustee. a trustee. A special trustee.
0: Got it. And you want her removed.
17: And why? Him.
12: Him. him. Um, And why? Yeah. Is because uh, he is demanding uh, a lot of money. He's uh, going well, to be doing a reverse mortgage on the house for $200,000. Mm-hmm. dollars
0: um, and he and he has yeah. he has the right to do that, by the way.
12: Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I I'm very much aware. So
0: the basis of your uh, attack on him or your <coughs> your request for uh, him to be removed is you disagree on uh, the uh, reverse mortgage and you think he's getting too much money, correct? Correct. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, the court determines how much money he gets. So, good luck uh, going in there because you're going to be telling the court you are wrong in allowing him to be paid this much money. That's going to fly with the court, believe me, Mercedes. No, no,
12: no. I know it's not. I know it's very legal, and I know. Okay. That- so, what's
0: your question about having him removed?
12: Okay. It, I just wanted to know if there was a way. To only,
0: only him. if you can prove that he is acting in a dishonest way counter to the interests of uh, the person that he's being a trustee or counter to the interests of the trust. And it has to be pretty out there, Mercedes, uh, for pretty, him to do that. Yeah, it that. has to be pretty out there. And then you have to find out what are the reasons for the reverse mortgage. Is it to keep uh is it to keep him or is it who's he a trustee of the trust who's the beneficiary who's getting the benefit of the trust right now mercedes
12: well my mother's still alive
0: got it for your mother so effectively it's conservatorship so you get to say to the trustee you know what don't take a don't take a reverse mortgage here's what you should do what would you rather him do to get money to pay for your mom
12: Oh, I don't mind him taking a reverse mortgage. Then what's I your problem? A, then what's then what's
0: your issue? Then what's your, you, you complain okay. about the reverse mortgage, you complain about having too much money. The what,
12: amount, the amount of money that he's
0: taking. That's perfectly legal. Because the court okays that. Right. So you're okay. screwed. So the answer is uh, no, you can't do Jack. Well done. Uh, hello,
5: Brian. Hello. Yes. Hi, it's an honor to speak with the great Bill Handel. Yes, it
0: is. So what can I do for you, Brian.
5: So uh, I had a large uh, container company delivering a storage unit to my house when the driver backed into my brick wall. Um, He broke a piece of the brick wall off, but the shock wave going down the wall, like halfway down the wall, it's just cracked from top to bottom. Okay. So I had some people come out to look at repairing it. They said, yeah, this definitely could have very well been the cause. And we can repair it, but the new codes don't allow for the same type of brick, the same size, to be used. All right. So, if the company's responsible for repairing the brick wall, do they have to take the whole thing out yep. and put in a yep. whole new brick? Really? A- absolutely. What about the side walls? Whatever Does those. Whatever
0: has to be repaired, it has to be brought back to what it was originally. And if it involves uh, putting in, you have a new wall that doesn't match with the other sidewalls, then they have to pay for the sidewalls also. They have to bring it back to where it was before the truck backed into it. Okay. They're fully responsible. Now, are they denying that the truck backed in?
5: No, they're not denying that the truck backed in, and they actually even had somebody come from their company to come out the other day. Got it. Day, and all right. I think you're even okay. That they, all right. That you're fine. Been.
0: Okay, okay. That's fine. Well, let's, if you're going to take them to court, uh, they're going to have a good time uh, saying, well, no, you can't prove he didn't do it, and the judge is going to go, come on, give me a break. How much money are we talking about with all this,
5: Brian? Um, well,. I have no idea. Well, by thousands. the but just one thousand dollars or thousands, no, thousands. It's going to be under under small claims court. All I'm right, sure. and that's fine. The worst that
0: happens, is you take them to small claims court, but they have insurance for this sort of stuff. Yeah. So you're dealing. You're going to be dealing with the insurance company anyway, and the insurance company is going to bitch and moan and say, "Well, it doesn't have to be uh, okay. We'll pay for the wall, but we won't pay for the side so You go. You know what? I just take you to court. There's no way that I'm going to have two different uh, two different. Uh, kinds of walls uh, just because you've decided you're only going to pay for part of it to bring it back to where it was. You'll be fine.
5: Okay, great. Thank All right. Thank you so much. Goodbye. All right. Bye.
3: Lance. Hello, Lance. Welcome. Hello. Yes.
9: My question is, uh, I-, I know you've had uh, the long discussions on HOA. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, craziness. We like can't paint your house pink and things like that. Right. Um.
3: There is a a condominium uh, with a very large uh, uh, units, uh, in a very high end, and they have a placarded uh,
13: handicap space, which is required by law. You have to have a certain amount of handicap spaces.
9: They have an additional sign on it that says, "In order to park here for longer than twenty minutes, you have to go get permission." No, to no,
3: Lance, they can't do that.
9: That's, it's contravening.
3: California yeah, they law, can't. Isn't? Yeah,
0: they can't do that. They can't do that. No. What if it takes you, to, if, what's, what if you're so handicapped, it takes you longer than 20 minutes to get there?
21: <laughs> and then you have to go back and put
0: the extra, no, note on your no, car. no, they don't have a right to do that. That's crazy.
21: So
13: how, how would you fight that?
0: Well, uh, if they give you uh, a warning, well, the first thing is private property. The cops aren't going to come and uh, take a car away. But that is so arbitrary. Why don't, why not five minutes? You know, I twenty. Where's uh? What yeah. they're effectively saying is that it is it's it, it's a drop off area, is what it is. Right. That's it, and then you have to go get permission. I can't now. I don't. I, I don't buy that. I really don't. I don't
8: either. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: may, maybe they're arguing that it's uh, all visitor parking, but handicap is not visitor parking. That's right. Handicap. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's,
8: it's a legally placard right. spot. So what? I, we're going to add these additional. Yeah. Well, just you ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do?
0: They're not going to drag the car away. Right. So uh, if they try, uh, do you
9: live there? No, I don't. I, so, this just a theoretical question that I, uh, I was visiting a friend. All at, right. Uh, oh,
0: that's cognitive. great. Yeah, thank you for answering a theoretical question. How about this one?
13: You did a great job.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. But if I had known as was a, theory, a theoretical question, I would have told you to go pound sand. Uh, hello, Scott. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
13: Thanks. I'm a commercial driver, and unfortunately, one day while driving down... Highway 99, Northern California, I got pulled over by a CHP for apparently missing a CHP check spot for commercial vehicles. Uh, It looks as though it was uh, one that was set up at the side of the road. And because I'm a bus driver, tour bus driver, and my eyes have to do a lot of things to to drive safely, um, I just simply didn't see this uh, checkpoint and got pulled over and I got a ticket. So you got a go ticket.
0: In, you got a ticket for not stopping at uh, the checkpoint. Correct.
13: Correct. Okay. I want to. Go, I, I have a court date, and uh, I basically want to go in and uh, plead not guilty.
0: For what? How uh, are you? Not, how are you not guilty? Well, what's your defense?
13: My defense is simply that by driving a. Uh, A commercial bus uh, and all the things I must do to drive safely, including keeping an eye on Mm. passengers, gauges, other traffic. No, I get it. I get
0: it. So uh, you should you should get a pass. Right. So uh, let's say I have five people in my car. Right. And I have to make sure that everybody is safe and it's crowded uh, and there's a lot of uh, cars on the road and the weather isn't terrific. And I have to drive even more carefully and I blow a stop sign. I plead not guilty. What do you think the judge is going to say?
13: Probably you're guilty. That's I guess correct. I so
0: uh, what do you think the judge is going to say in your case?
13: I have absolutely no case.
0: That is exactly what the judge is going to say. And here's the good news. I don't think it's a moving violation, Scott. How much is the ticket? What's the bail on the ticket?
13: I haven't gotten a bail by mail uh, letter from them yet. In fact, I called the uh, county clerk, but uh, for and and they said they haven't even gotten my information. But you have, a, but you have a court,
0: but you have a court date.
13: I do. Then
0: show up. When I, then when show I, up. Sure. Yeah, just show up because you don't want to miss a court date. Just show up, and if they don't have the paperwork, you go home, Scott. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You walk up there and you go and you show the paperwork. Here's my court date. They'll look at it. And if there's no file, now they could have mailed it to you and it got lost, for all I know. Uh, and they can say we sent it out. But if you're there, you're there. That's not a problem. Got it. All right, you show up. Yeah, uh, because I was I had so many other things to do. Uh, I missed the checkpoint. That's not bad. It's not a bad defense. It's a horrible defense. It's what you might as well say the uh, the dog ate my homework. That that would be better. Hey, Donald. Yes, sir. What can I do for you?
22: Uh, I live in a hotel that uh, rents to permanent people and uh, a temporary guests. Uh, my neighbor is making my room uninhabitable by his cooking. He, he, he cooks for something that permeates my room for mm-hmm. hours and hours.
0: Wow. What kind of food?
22: I, I, th- the best I could describe it would be like some really weird coffee. Badly burned, hmm. and, and the cooking goes on for hours, and then it permeates my room for you know hours afterwards. And the management doesn't want to do anything about
0: it. Yeah, that, obviously. Right? Uh, so tell me about your uh, rental arrangement. Uh, you say it's a hotel that has long term as well as short term regular hotel days that they rent. I guess per day or per week. Uh, you're renting for what period of time? Monthly. You are renting I've monthly.
22: Been, I've been here over seven years.
0: Okay, so you're Okay, so you have a tenancy, probably, as opposed to a hotel, and you've told management, and uh, they're not interested. Well, here's the problem you're going to have, and that is, very theoretically, you can argue that the smells are horrible and the place is uninhabitable. But inhabitability, I don't think, has much to do with smells. They're going to tell you if you don't like it, Donald, you can move.
22: Well, that's kind of the situation. See, first off, this guy hasn't paid his rent for two months, and they're trying to evict him.
0: Okay, then you just wait until he gets evicted. Then that's well, it. You You just... You, what do you expect them to do, by the way, Donald? The police aren't going to arrest him. The management is... Well,
22: that's another is... thing. He's threatened me. um the uh different occasions when I've complained about his... Uh, so
0: he has threatened you. So you call the police. He says he hasn't. You said he has. Uh, what, what are the police going to do?
22: I under, You know, I do understand all this, and I, I get what you're saying, and I know that I probably don't have a lot of recourse. Well, you know, As a matter
0: of fact, you don't have any recourse. Because, Donald, the only person you can go against is you can't evict uh, your neighbor. The landlord can. They're already doing it. What more would you like the landlords to do? And the police won't touch it. I mean, uh, what can you do? Get a fan and blow it the other way.
22: I, I do try to do that. I know, sure but there's of, uh instance, All right, uh, so what's,
0: what's your question? Is it, what can I do? And my co- answer is going to be nothing.
22: That's kind of what I thought yep. that I wanted. To yeah, no, that's you. okay.
0: Good call. Uh, you have no case. And the shame of it is, is that it probably reeks... I'm sure. But burnt coffee, coffee roaster next door, sort of the smell of burnt coffee. You know, I can understand the smell of, like, old cabbage. You know, if they're making kimchi next door and it's a Korean family, I mean, God help you. You know, fermented cabbage with spices in it, you go out of your mind. That I can see. And then there are other ethnic foods that you know, impossible to believe they smell so weird because it's ethnic. You know, you grow up, you know, that's just part of the culture. And it's just, you know, some people think the smell of bacon is just horrible overpowering because it's a very powerful smell. And they go out of their minds. So, you know, kick them out. No, you can't because the landlord is already doing it. And, And everything I would want you to do, you can't do anyway. So there's no place to go. Or there is a place to go. And that's out, out, out of there. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. Now, as I go through these stories, and Mike actually helps with this, our executive producer slash uh, board operator slash affiliate expert slash the guy who runs this place, uh, hands me stories. Uh, occasionally, I go, oh, yes. And he handed me this story at the top of the pile because he knows I would go crazy with this. And I'm going to simply tell you that I'm going to read the first line to you, and you can see why I went nuts. Columbus, Ohio. The family of an Ohio woman who died after contracting a brain-eating amoeba has filed a wrongful death lawsuit uh, against a North Carolina outdoor recreational park. Okay, we start with that one. Uh, Lauren Seitz, 18 years old, filed a federal lawsuit against uh, this uh, U.S. National Whitewater Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. She died uh, in uh, basically last June Uh, And it was a disease caused by this amoeba who went up her nose while she was in the water. And that's the only way, actually, you get this amoeba. amoeba. Uh, She was actually thrown overboard while whitewater rafting at this park, this private park. And it's not whitewater rafting through, for example, the canyons uh, at Colorado or the Kern River or whatever. So uh, it's a private facility. She died three weeks after graduating from high school and about a week after returning home. So... This particular amoeba is found, commonly found in lakes and other kinds of warm, fresh water. But it is so rare that almost never makes anyone sick. It won't affect a person who drinks it or swallows the water. It actually has to enter the body through the nose. Now, here's the lawsuit. It's claiming that the center failed to properly chlorinate the water, failed to regulate the temperature, and And failed to warn visitors of the possible danger. Okay, if you have a very, very rare amoeba, that one in a zillion, uh, would that have been killed chlorinating the water? And how much chlorine do you put in to make sure that that particular amoeba uh, is killed? Boy, that's a hell of a guess, isn't it? Failed to regulate the temperature of the water. Again, what does that mean? Eighty-two degrees is no good. Seventy-six is all right, but seventy-five is not. And then my favorite one: fail to warn visitors of the possible danger. Be careful when you go into the water because if water goes up your nose and happens to have this amoeba, you may get a brain-eating disease. It would actually eat your brains. The amoeba is called, and I—I I, I went. Let's try to pronounce it. Okay. Uh, the Niagleria Fowleri. Oh, the old uh, foul Fowler, Fowler, Fowleria or Fowleria, whatever the hell they call it. Anyway, uh, she, they're seeking damages and punitive damages of a million dollars. Punitive damages are uh, when someone is held liable for reckless disregard, not caring about the health or safety of someone or asks or acts in a way that is so negligent, it's gone beyond just a mistake or pure negligence. Uh, for example, uh, medical malpractice. Okay. That's negligence. The doctor blew it. But when the doctor purposely cuts an organ next to it with the intent or doesn't so careless, does, well, it wouldn't be intent, but such careless disregard. So, uh, the argument here, I guess, in punitive damages, is they uh, should have known and warned us that there's going to be this amoeba in the water that's going to eat my daughter's brains. All right, now we'll take some
9: phone calls.
3: All right, Bob. I'm here. Yes, sir. What can I do for you?
21: I recently got to a, a, a verbal agreement for a gentleman to purchase my travel trailer. And... Pending a uh, an agreement, a written agreement, we came to terms on the amount and the payment uh, amounts. And I had to go out of town the next day. When I came back to town, he took the trailer uh, without paying it for no written agreement. Months later, I tracked this guy down through a private investigator, and he took it from the West Coast. He took it to Florida. I recently went to Florida and found the trailer. And recovered it.
0: Yeah, it's and, now the trailer always been in your name, right?
21: Yes. Okay. I have the title registered. Right, the Police, we showed up. Can I? Can I sue him for uh, recovery costs? Sure. For my for my trip to sure Florida I would and, and, absolutely and sure. Well, you would, but would the judge
0: understand that? And, yeah, I think and, so. And award that to me? Yeah, I think so.
21: Now he's going into the military.
0: All right. Then you're not going to yeah, be. So it's so going to be now, hard to sue him in the military. But here's. That's but he'll, wait, I'm wait, wait! But here, but here's what happens: is uh, you go to the commanding officer, and when the commanding officer and you let them know, because you can't actually sue a military uh, person. Uh, yeah, on a base, it gets very difficult. Depends on where he is. But as soon as his commanding officer knows that there's a lawsuit against him, especially for something like this, oh yeah, uh, they get very upset. <clears throat> it's not a bad thing How to do. do you-
21: how do you find him? The, he, he's, he's got to go into the military. Yeah, that's
0: before. the problem. And it's not easy. It's not easy. You have to track him down. And I don't know. I don't know how to do it, Bob. Uh, but here's but the lawsuit. The but the lawsuit stays as long as he's in the military. That that what that does is toll the statute. So I don't know how to track him down. Uh, there has to be a way of tracking him down. And you get to figure that out, but I do know uh, that I've had a couple of these cases that the lawsuit is filed and the money comes back pretty quickly because the uh, commanding officer does not like his people to be sued.
21: Who it's, do you recommend going to to find out how to do that?
0: I have no idea. Try the private... The, the no, no, you need a private... You, no. Bob! You need a private investigator, I think. That's what I would do. That's where I would start is a PI. Probably the same PI that uh, you had before. Uh, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
5: Hey, Bill. Um, So I'm starting an LLC here in California, and my name is going to be like Brand X Media or Brand X Records or something like that. And I searched through the registry and I found another LLC that's called Brand X Productions. And I know you can't have a similar name, but I'm just wondering, is my name different enough? I don't
0: know. I don't know. Run it through the state. If they give it to you, they give it to you. Uh, gotcha. And the uh, what what Brand X Productions might end up doing is uh, argue uh, uh, give you a cease and desist letter uh, saying it's too close because uh, you what you're talking about Brand X Media and then the Brand X Productions
5: yeah something like that
0: yeah they're going to argue but I think you're okay I would just uh, contact uh, a uh, copyright attorney uh, a trademark and copyright attorney to see if that goes because you know Brand X is pretty generic and. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to start, uh, you know, Coca Cola, uh, almost Coke products. Yeah. Or soft drink, even though you don't sell a cola drink. Hey, all I'm doing is selling a, uh, like a 7-up product. I'm calling it Coca Cola. No, you can't do that. But Acme, for example, mm-hmm. Acme Auto Works, Acme Foods, we're not going to touch that unless it's so close. The whole trick is the confusion part. That's the legal argument. Are the names close enough to confuse the conf- the consumer? Gotcha. Now you can bet that Brand X Productions is going to argue that, and you mm-hmm. know you're going to get a letter, a cease and desist. Now, are they willing to go to court? Are they willing to hire uh, a lawyer that you then have to fight? Well, every case is different.
5: Gotcha, gotcha. So, but the but the state will just kind of make that determination on their own. No, I think the state right will just,
0: No, the state will just give it to you. I think. Got I think the state will just give it to you. I think it's going to be whether or not uh, someone sees it or tells the brand the other brand X folks.
5: perfect. that's that's great news. Bill. okay, I appreciate
0: it. Yeah. at least I think the state is going to just issue it. Frankly, I I Mike, I need the phone number of one of our uh, copyright and trademark attorneys so I can ask that question next time uh, sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you. He just said go to handle on the law.com. Sure, why not? Susan. Hi, Susan. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
16: Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a commercial property, and the commercial property next door to us uh, was granted uh, over a period of 20 years the approval to build three separate buildings, but they had to put a deed restriction on their property that these buildings uh, would not be converted to retail. Um, If they were to convert to retail, they would have to go back to City Council and get a zoning variance. Um, So what has happened is, obviously, they went uh, and converted to retail. They had gone to a planning commission 20 years after the original buildings were built and approved by council. And uh, the planning commission at that time, 20 years later, forgot that there was a deed restriction or something and granted them uh, approval to convert these buildings. Okay. but the deed deed restriction is still on their title. All right. So what's your
0: Susan? What's your question?
16: Well, what what can we do about it? What do you want
0: to do about it? It's, it's next door. What does that do with you?
16: Uh, they've got over 30,000 square feet and 20 parking spaces, so there is no parking. Their, their oh. customers end up taking up our parking
0: Ah, space. Ah, then that's separate. You're not going to be able to undo those buildings. Cause they've already been given uh, the waivers. Uh, and based on the fact, whether the planning commission had it or forgot it or didn't know, it doesn't matter. They're not going to undo what they did. Now the issue becomes the parking space on your property. And it gets real easy. You put up a sign on your property that says parking only for customers of uh, this location. All other customers will be towed away. And yeah. you, you you really enforce that, Susan.
11: All right, thank you
0: so much. All right, and you put signs all over the place, and all you, gotta do is, all you have to do is tow away a few people. Not only would I put the sign up uh, that says, you've seen those signs, no parking here or parking for customers only, and then you have uh, the statutory language, be towed away at owner's expense, and then you have uh, the actual ordinance, the number of the ordinance, and then I would apply, uh, put a sign under that saying, we're not kidding. We're really, really serious about towing your car away. So be very careful. Don't screw with us. It would be a long sign, but I have no problem on that at all. Hello, Joe. Yes, Joe, what can I do for you?
6: Hey, Harry. Okay, so I have a writ of execution from a creditor uh, uh, that was served on me about 25 days ago. Uh, I have a house that I own, but uh, I'm working out a re uh, modification because I'm three months behind. But more importantly, I don't have any equity in the house. Um, this is somebody that received, you know obtained a, war, a a judgment against me for about five thousand dollars, and uh, so I'm wanting to know with the writ of execution what they're.
0: Well, if you have modified. nothing, if you own nothing, uh, there's nothing they can do. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I own the house, but I.
17: Have I know, but equity.
0: if there's a, zero, but if there's zero equity, what are they going to do with it, Joe?
17: Gotcha.
0: Okay. They're going to pick up a house. They're going to pick up a house that's worth nothing, and then now, what do they? What do they do with that house that's worth nothing? Okay. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about it. Now the trick is uh, getting the modification based on the fact that. Uh, you now have a writ against you uh then that gets interesting but uh, they may or may not modifications uh, are a world onto their own sometimes they do them sometimes they don't sometimes they change their minds in the middle of it I mean those are no fun uh, that all you're doing is not helping yourself with the writ of execution and it may mean, and it may mean nothing too as far as the lender is concerned because if a house is worth nothing then the house is worth nothing and they' and the fact that you're willing to stay in the house and still pay, is a better deal for the lender than picking it up, doing a short sale. So it's, uh, it's either way. It could go. Okay, Billy, you're on. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
7: Hello, Bill.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, Good. What can I do for you?
7: Uh, I was at the Denny's restaurant in Silmar when an, uh, armed robbery occurred. Ooh. And, uh, I didn't know it was an armed robbery at the time. I thought it was uh, somebody trying to get to my waitress, because I was looking at her, and she was down the, the counter, and all of a sudden a fist came over and knocked, smashed her in the face and knocked her out. And I got off my seat and went down there. On my way there, I passed what happened to be an off-duty police officer going the other way, but he was about two steps past what had happened. I got there and I found out that it was an armed robbery, not only just one person, but two. And the second one had a knife. And, uh, I realized there was two of them, and they looked right straight at me from point-blank range. And, uh... Like they're memorizing me, you see. Mm -hmm. And so I I thought to myself, I needed something to happen to get them to look away from me. And when I did, I realized that they turned their face looking at the register. So I looked down, and my waitress had come, too, and she'd come on her hands and knees up to the register and reached up and uh, hooked two of her fingers in it, and they were having a tug-of-war. So I got around behind him, and I got set to break a knee and ha- and clothesline the second guy. And uh, that's when I heard, uh, police, put your hands up. And that, so I put my hands up, and I leaned across the counter, and the other two guys took off. Uh, the cop took off after him. We were all dressed in Levi's and T-shirts because it was hot and it was at night and uh what happened from there is uh the two guys just kept on going All right, you have to
0: make us a little quicker uh billy because this I'm, is going I, too slowly
7: i need to get uh an attorney
0: why what happened how come you need because, an attorney
7: because the media reported my personal information on it channel four and uh your personally, as in your name. My name, my picture, uh-huh. where I was working. Really, and what I was working for. Got it. And why
0: did they do that? What did they call you? How did they refer to you when you're running all the information?
7: I didn't understand that.
0: Okay, uh, there you are. They're mentioning your name, where you work, where you live, uh, your picture, etc. How were they describing you? Who, who were you in the story?
7: I was the principal witness. Aha, you
0: were the principal witness. Okay, and yeah. they said this is the witness. Okay, and they didn't interview you? None of that. They just put your name and picture up there.
7: Yeah, they put an interview with me. Oh, okay, so you did You did
0: give them an interview.
7: No, I didn't. Okay. I asked them specifically because the officer had told me there were two guys.
0: Okay, I, I don't. I don't care about that. You're saying that you didn't give them an interview, and they put you up there as a witness where you work... And who you were and all of that for everybody on the TV to see, on TV.
7: Right. Okay, fair enough. Three weeks later, those two guys catch me out on the golf course 100 miles away mm-hmm. in Ventura, and they try to kill me. Really? how
0: they try to kill you?
7: They, the one guy sneaked up on me. Um, I'd dive in the lakes for golf balls at the time.
0: You were diving in the lakes for the golf ball?
7: Yes. Uh, would you, was, did you do that in
0: general? I mean, is
7: that how you that, made extra money? That, yes, that was my business. Oh, okay. And you actually jumped in. And I was on the edge of it, getting out, when I, the ball dropped in the water. Because that guy told me to watch out for him, so I had been looking. And they came up from behind me from a different hole. And at point blank range, he's smashing the golf ball at me with a driver. I got up and I Did he went, hit you?
0: Did he hit you with the with a golf ball? He Hit my
7: hand. Uh-huh. Well, that's a pretty good shot. It was uh, from about 10 10 yards away. No kidding. That's he, a good that's a good golfer. It. Yeah. So, but he's dressed in golfing attire.
0: Yeah, we the, and then
7: I, I so I got out of the way and then I remembered the cop said there were two of them. So I started looking for the second one and the second one was off to my left and he was sitting low Looping balls that would curve in towards me and Uh go back out. So he
0: was a good enough golfer that he could actually hook the ball right into you. Yes. Wow. So So you got two guys. You got two guys who not only hold up Denny's but are world class golfers. They
7: didn't hold up. Their son did. Oh. One of their sons was dead. The cop had to kill him. Uh huh.
0: I'm still kind of impressed with how good a golfer these guys are. Okay.
7: All so right, so why do you need an attorney, Billy? What? Okay, what happened? I cut in between them. And so when he was long, whooping balls, and when he, he missed me, him, I thought he would hit the other guy. And did he? And he didn't. Okay.
2: And So, so I went
7: up to my golf cart, and the other guy came over to him and, and says, uh, what did he say? And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything to anybody at any time. Okay, so why do you need an attorney, Billy? Because they put me on TV. When I asked him not to, when I specifically uh. said, uh, when the cop drove us up, they, they all said, right, I got it. And what said, do you? And you?
0: What do you want? Uh, so you, we, uh, you hire an attorney. I give you an attorney. And what are you going to be asking for? What's the attorney suing for?
7: Uh, however much he wants to. Uh
0: huh. And you're going against the TV station. Yeah. Because a TV station put you in the danger of being hit with a good hooking ball by yes. the world's uh, best golfing holdup guy.
7: Not just that day, but a week later, they showed up again. Again? Yes. On the golf course? Yes. And the golf course, I, I called the police, and the police said, well, we can't do anything on the golf course. We can't help you with that. Yeah,
0: I know, because it's a jurisdictional issue. Yeah. Uh, I have to tell you about that, because uh, when it has to do... P- police normally, for example, uh, LAPD, right? Or uh, uh, or let's say Culver City Police Department. He was by, with the LAPD. Got it. Well, by law, uh, the Los Angeles Police Department is not allowed onto golf courses. That Those are exempt Uh-oh. from the police officers actually going onto the golf course. I, I bet you didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. See, that's the problem. So that's why the that's why the police told you we can't go on to a golf course. Okay. So okay, that one's uh good. okay, so, so I dropped it. Okay, yeah, good. Good for you. So you dropped it and unfortunately there's no case there, right Billy? Uh,
7: well, I called up to the- Television station to get a copy of the footage that they put out. Uh huh.
0: And they wouldn't give it to you.
7: And they wouldn't give it. Yeah, to me. you can su- They wanted to sell it to me for $100, 000 $100, 000 a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars.
0: The TV station wanted to sell it to you for. Wow.
7: Per nanosecond.
0: For a na- for a nanosecond. Yes. All right. Well, Billy. And uh, then and
7: I then think now is they've mysteriously lost it.
0: Aha! You're talking about the television company mysteriously lost it. CBS Four. CBS Four. that's, that's actually. Uh, That's NBC Four. NBC Four. Yeah. Oh wow! I don't know where to go with that one. My God, it's just put all the pieces together. A hundred thousand dollars for a nanosecond. They've lost it. Uh, the case of the best uh, criminal golfers on the planet. Uh, the golf balls diving in. Uh, police can't show up on a uh, on the golf course. You're making four.
7: light. Just a second. Oh uh, Okay, thanks. The for... robber. Yeah. The robber got seven. The one that survived got seven to ten years. Uh, But if one was killed,
0: but Billy, if one was killed, how did the two show up at the golf course? Oh, one was the
7: father. The police officer was telling me that would show up because these two guys were brothers. I'd I'd love to. One was dead. One was going to be the dad and the other. Okay, okay. got
0: it. All right, Billy, uh, just hang on, would you? And we're going to get you a lawyer. And uh, Billy's going to be waiting there quite a while for a lawyer. I just want to point that out. All right. Not bad. Not bad. The fun part I like was the, uh, the case of, uh, the best golfers on the planet who, uh, who also happened to rob Denny's in their spare time. Now my question is, which one is the hobby? Is it the Denny's, the robbery, or is it the golf? <sighs> All right. Vic. Vic, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
23: Yes. Uh- yes. I have a question regarding a conservatorship. Okay. Um, I had a resident in a boarding care facility I operated, and um, she's in a different location now. But uh, this conservator is uh, embezzling money from her and uh, is misleading the court to think that this was all an accounting error. Okay. And I'm just, I'm just wondering, uh, how's the court going to look at this later? It's, uh, there's a civil uh, case matter against uh, the conservator now, but okay, who's suing? Doing... Who,
0: who's suing the conservator, Vic? Uh,
23: the conservative through a uh, guardian's light. Okay,
0: so the conserv—Okay, fair enough—is suing. So uh, it looks like everything is going the way it's going. So what's your question, Vic?
23: Well, my question is that uh, he's refusing to step down. And, uh, oh no, the
0: so court. The court. No, no. The court will. If, as soon as that's found out, as soon as a lawsuit starts moving, and uh, there is any legitimacy or credibility as far as uh, the conservator stealing money, oh, the court will shut down his conservatorship in about two seconds, and they'll name another conservator. And if they have to, uh, they'll they'll name a conservator that's connected to the court. And the court has uh, concern. There's a whole list. Uh, of uh con- actually their lawyers usually, sometimes not, who have uh, are on a panel that the court has vetted and they just get to be the conservator. That's what they do.
23: Yes. Now, a little bit of insight on this situation is the court investigator did visit her and she is happy and content, but has uh, given a report to seem like she
18: is not happy. Well,
0: then if she's uh, OK, so if she's and happy. And, well, hold science, on. If right. she's happy and content, the uh, guardian ad litem is still suing, even though his client uh, is happy.
23: Well, the, the guardian ad litem is suing for the financial abuse.
0: Got it. I get it. I get it. So what? what so what's your question, Vic?
23: <laughs> well, I'm a long-time listener a first-time caller, you know, they have got to get down to the question. Well, my question is basically um I, I she's asked me to petition to the courts to stand up for her because years before She has the to you can't you
0: can't do it, Vic. You cannot do it. You are not an attorney. Exactly. You cannot you cannot do it on her behalf. You're not a lawyer. That's uh, practicing okay. that's practicing law without a license. You're getting a lot of trouble for that so uh yeah,
23: they, they keep telling me i need an attorney well uh, you so can get an attorney I've, but you
0: don't have any standing vic you're not I connected know I've, I've,
23: I've known her for over that years. doesn't I give you st-
0: vic that doesn't give you standing
23: okay
2: okay so uh it's even if it's uh, even if it's by her request she's asking
0: you she's case. asking you to practice she's asking you to practice law on her behalf how about this, Vic? What if she wants you to practice medicine on her behalf and do a, do her surgery? You going to do that?
23: Well, no, it's just as simple as just handling your affairs. You, you can't, Vic.
0: <laughs> you can't. The only thing <laughs> you can do okay. is go in and ask for a conservatorship. That you can do on her behalf. But well, that's what I'm doing. But you, well, then you do it. Then, you, then you're going to convince the court that you are better off as a conservator. And, but you need, but you need, but you need an attorney. And, and the point is, you don't have any. You don't have much standing now. You can argue that the conservator is stealing money. Uh, and uh, well,
13: I'm but, the one. I'm the whistleblower. I'm the one who. How, you, how do you?
0: How do you know? And by the way, how do you know the conservator is stealing money, Vic?
23: Well, I'll tell you this: um, she was getting court documents because she has to be uh, aware of what's going on with her estate, right?
0: How do you know? How do you? How do? How do you know she's that the conservator is stealing money?
23: Well, because what he was doing is he was paying, uh, you know, $3,500 for her care every month, but he was showing to the courts on the yearly accounting that he was paying more like $8,000 every month. All right, security. and her,
0: and her guardian has not brought that up.
23: Of course they have, but this uh, conservator is a smart man. You All know, right, yeah, v- you money. know,
0: I don't, Vic, I don't know where to go with that. You know, you just keep on going around and around and around, and okay, fine. Then you go, you know what, file a lawsuit on her behalf, you know, and, and, if, and when the, when the, Uh, the judge says, uh, excuse me, Vic, uh, you know, can I see your bar license, please? Uh, Well, Your Honor, I've known her for so many years, and uh, I think she's a great lady, and see what happens. Uh, Now, you can make a move to be conservator, but, uh, you know, that's not going to fly. Who are you? Well, I've known her for 30 years. That's enough? I doubt that. Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Hello? Yes,
2: ma'am. Okay, Uh, my name is
11: Nancy, and I got a ticket in... In California, I'm from Oregon, and the officer never asked me my zip code because in Oregon, when we change address, they put a little address label on it instead of replacing the card. Okay, and when she gave me the ticket, she put my name on, and she checked that it was the same as the registered owner, and it was the same as uh, the address. First of all, I'm not the registered owner. Okay, is
0: your name, Nancy, is your name on the ticket? Yes. Okay, and uh, so it really doesn't matter who the registered owner is or isn't, Nancy. Oh, okay. Yeah, nobody cares, and the fact they left <laughs> out it, and the fact they left off a zip code somehow, you think has any uh, influence here, Nancy? Well,
11: I didn't get the ticket. The me where supposed to report to the
0: court. Okay, then how do you know there's a ticket there if you never got it?
11: There, that's what I'm saying. They gave me that yellow paper to sign. What she gave me the ticket, and then uh, it's supposed to tell you when you're supposed to assign.
0: Okay, and did it? Did it? And did it show what when you're supposed to go to court?
11: No, because I never got it.
0: You? They hand know. it, Nancy. They hand it to you. You never got it in your hands.
11: Oh, okay. The pink, the yellow slip. The uh, what I was told. Uh, she said you'll get up. Uh, Ah,
0: Okay, and you never got it. You have to call the court, Nancy, because what's going to happen is if the date passes and you don't show up, that is problematic. You have to call the court, give them the number of the ticket, and say, when am I supposed to show up?
10: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, you don't want to miss that, Nancy. You really don't, because then you have all kinds of fun things like warrants, bench warrants for your arrest because you didn't show up at a uh, scheduled court hearing, and uh, judges get very upset about that. Not as upset as you're going to be when they arrest you. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. All right, let me tell you what happened in South Carolina. Uh, there is a man. He's 47 years old. Leslie, oh, actually, Sean Patrick uh, Kilcaney is his name. So he's at the swimming pool Where he lives, the apartment complex, and there is a rather attractive uh, young lady who is also living there and uh, she's at the pool. And what he did is uh, took pictures of her on his cell phone and then used a GoPro camera uh, underneath the water. One of those waterproof GoPros to take pictures of her under the water. And she calls the cops. She's not at all happy with the fact this guy's following her around and taking pictures. So the cops show up and they ask to see the video or the photos on his cell phone. And he tells them he gives it to him. Say, look at that. He told the cops that he was uh, taking pictures of the scenery around the pool. And uh, after looking at the photos, uh, which happened to be focused on her in her bathing suit, the cops arrested him. For voyeurism. Well, uh, they dropped the case. Why is that? Because it's not against the law. And the reason it's not against the law is because the language in the statute under South Carolina law. And here is uh, the language. Any person commits the crime of voyeurism, if for the purpose of arousing or gratifying sexual desire of any person. Okay, that would work. I'm sure he got off on that. I'm sure he was very happy about that. He or she knowingly views, photographs, audio records, video records, produces or creates a digital electronic file. Or films another person without that person's knowledge and consent. So far, he's guilty as hell. He fits right within that statute. Unfortunately for the police and the DA, actually the county solicitor's office down in South Carolina, the last line, while the person is in a place where he or she would have a reasonable expectation of privacy. There's the language. Expectation of privacy. And there have been cases, for example, that you're out there on the street having conversations with people and you have, uh, what are those devices, those big parabolic dishes, uh, where you can hold them up. You see them at football games and they have a microphone that you can listen to someone 300 yards away. And there have been cases where there were people listening in on conversations. No way. It doesn't matter. It's not against the law. Because you're out on the sidewalk and it's no expectation of privacy. It's a public place. And the same thing flies here. And that is, you're out there in a bikini, especially if you're a woman. And you have a reasonably good figure, which I'm assuming people who don't are not going to be jumping in a bikini. And even if you are in a bikini and you don't have a good figure, this guy's not going to video you. So he is videoing, he is snapping photos. You're in a public place, or she is in a public place. And cannot argue expectation of privacy. Now, the court did say uh, it's uh, distasteful. Uh, that's for sure. It's concerning. That's true. But it's not illegal. Let's take some phone calls. Sally. Hi, Sally. Welcome.
12: Thank you. Uh, yes, my son got a DUI, first arrest. Yeah,
0: congratulations to him.
12: Yeah, first offense. Um, he wants to know what he should do. It's been I think a week, but it's, I looked at the calendar. It's been two weeks. Yeah,
0: okay. What did he? He got a DUI. Did he blow through a breathalyzer? Yes. And how how much did he blow? I don't know that. All right. Well, uh, if it, that counts. Yeah, what that, it counts. What it does is uh, the 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 bigger the number the less uh, a, an argument than anybody has. I see. And so you can argue if it's a .08 or less, uh, you can still be legally drunk, uh, but just not statutorily legally drunk. Mm. Drunk. So if you're a .08 or more, you cannot argue you weren't drunk. The only mm. thing you can argue is that the breathalyzer is defective uh, or that somehow it was uh, inappropriately or uh, wrongly utilized. Or the cop just made a mistake. Uh, that's why they blow it twice, and they're very careful about that. They make you blow twice in the machine. I uh, but bottom line, I'll tell you what's going to happen, is uh, he can get an attorney or not. It's going to be the same thing.
12: What uh, would be the best thing to do, get uh, an attorney or well, not? Well, an
0: attorney is going to cost you thousands of dollars, and in the end it's going to be about the same, Sally. Uh, okay. There'll be a suspension for 30 days, and the what's going to kill him, by the way, is the DUI on his insurance because that's going to, you know, in the end, by the time he pays – uh, the fines, uh, he gets, uh, because they'd nail you on the fines. I mean, you're, you're talking three, four thousand dollars just in the terms of the fines and then the insurance goes up. It's a big, big hit. Wow. And so the answer is for him not to drink and drive. How old is he? He's 31. All right. Well, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, you can talk to an attorney, but just be a little careful because they're going to want thousands of dollars. And you want to ask, what is it that you are going to do for me that they aren't going to do anyway? Are you going to get me off? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you is a reduced sentence? Well, they normally give 30 days. Are they not going to give you to? What you want to do is look up what the courts normally do. And then you're going to then you have to ask the attorney, OK, uh, normally is 30 day suspension. Are you going to uh, have that not given to me? Is the fine going to be reduced? What? What exactly can you do? And you're going to hear, "Well, this is what I'm going to try to do. This is uh, how it works." You have to be very, very careful. Okay. Okay. Uh, either way, it's just idiotic. Uh, drinking and driving. Not only is it incredibly dangerous, as you know, uh, but on a personal level, uh, it's it, it's idiotic because of assuming that no one is hurt. And certainly don't want anybody to be hurt. But assuming that no one is hurt, the cost to the driver is just astronomical. All right, Amy, you're up. Welcome yes. to Handle on the Law. Yes, ma'am.
1: Hi, I have a child support question. Yes. I have a court-ordered child support against my ex-husband, and he is now $31,000 um, in arrears. and. He contacted me several months ago to let me know he was going to close his 401K and pay me back a portion of what he owed me. Um, weeks go by, and I finally get a check for $10,000 from his girlfriend. Child support cannot find the money, so he put it in his girlfriend's account uh, to hide it, and um, now she's basically admitted that they are using it for their living expenses and that she feels she's entitled to it because she's been supporting him for the last two years. So my question is, do I have any legal recourse? Sure,
0: sure. I don't know about her because he's he's the one that gave it to her. It's against him. Yes. And uh, child support can't find the 401k, but uh, there's a court order that you, are you entitled to part of that 401k or just the arrears on child support?
1: I am not sure. We were married for over ten years. Then so you should be
0: then you should also be entitled for a portion of the four oh one K on top of the arrears on child support. Now when you uh, were divorced, did you have a lawyer, Amy?
1: No. All I made right. it myself.
0: Yeah, it's um and you probably didn't put that order in, you probably didn't ah jeez, Amy. Um <laughs> yeah, you're probably gonna have to have a divorce lawyer because this is uh you have to go back into court, you're going to have to Allege uh, what he did. You're gonna have to prove what he did because if you oh, just alleg- alleging it means nothing. So okay. uh, you have to talk to a divorce lawyer. You have no no chance otherwise.
10: Okay. okay.
0: Yeah. You can go to the website and uh, just start shopping around. Saying it's a very small case because it is. You're talking twenty one thousand dollars in back, and then you can also ask for uh, if you can an order on the four hundred one k, and then I'll backdate it. And it's there's a lot to it.
18: Hey, Bob. Yes. 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 Um, I, I'm uh, divorced for about five years, and um, I, my pension with my ex-wife has already been worked out. But I was wondering, if she is my she worked for the state and did not pay into Social Security? Uh, I paid into Social Security. Uh, when I start collecting my Social Security, if she can she get part of that?
0: No, no. What happens is, if she's entitled to Social Security being connected to you, it's her Social Security. So your social security is not affected. In other words, you get what you get. Excellent. Okay. Okay, Thank you. Okay. You got it. I have absolutely no idea if that's true or not. But you know what? Here's the the secret here. If you sound like you know what you're talking about, if you say it with conviction, the credibility goes up uh, manifold.
3: All right. Mark. Hello, Mark yeah bill big question. I got a problem with my family big oh, line that's a head shocker head. yeah shocker uh the issue is my dad has taken me off the wheel. My dad has resounded me from the family. uh what's happened is that he's ninety two years old. He's medically going downhill. My mom is ninety and she is going downhill. But what happens is that uh he's been verbally abusive to my mom her whole marriage and he's starting to be verbally abusive to me. There's something generational going around where his father uh, would send him letters and couldn't even talk to him. Okay. My dad, dad works six and a half hours a day. He's European. I'm half Czech. He was born in Bratislava, Czechoslovakia. Oh, I had,
0: one of... I had one of those East European dads, too, so I can truly relate to how, <laughs> how that works.
3: Yes. You can relate, yeah. Bill. Okay, so... I... The question is, Bill... He has taken me off, even the uh, public record on the net. Kinda what do you mean? Like he's
0: ta- what do you mean? He's taking you off a public record? How does someone <laughs> take? What, what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, there's. Well, he can't take. What's he gonna? He what? Get rid of your birth certificate? Get rid of your serious. your uh, what marriage uh, license? Uh, he can't take you off any public record. The public record is yours. All Bill, he can do is take you off the will.
3: Bill, yeah, you go on record. You know those services where you look up people and you can track them down. Yeah. You look up my family's name, you see my dad, you see my mom, you see my older sister, my younger sister, I am gone.
0: Well, he he didn't do it. He didn't do it, Mark. There's no way for him to remove those records.
3: Well, it's just... He can't. Strange.
0: Mark, he can't. I, I understand. I'm I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no way. There's no way for you to remove those records. You can't okay. remove the records about yourself.
3: It's unusual. Yeah, no, it's impossible. I know, but it's unusual my name's not there.
0: Well, that may be unusual, but then that has nothing to do with him.
3: Okay, here's the question. Yeah. Can he take me off the will? Yes. Because I'm trying to protect my mom? Sure. He t- yeah, he, was- he
0: can take you off the will for whatever reason he wants, Mark. It's his money.
3: It is his money.
0: Yeah, he can do whatever he wants, Mark, with his is money.
3: Any- is there anything I can do no. to make a
0: conflict? No, yeah, I'll tell you what you can do is start sucking up.
3: You know what, Bill? I did that. Well, right. then it's
0: not going to work. Then you're out. Then you're out of the wheel. How much money are you not going
3: to get, Mark? Um, I'm guessing probably four hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one.
3: Well, yeah. yeah. Let me let me tell you one thing. He did, though. He is a World War II vet.
0: Yeah, my father involved. too. Merchant, my father Merchant, also.
3: Merchant Marines, ninety-one yeah. years old. There's not many of them left. Okay. There is a service where they are taking all the World War II vets living to Washington, D.C., to honor them. They go, they see all the monuments for two days. Actually, he came back uh, yesterday. All right. And? I was, to do, I was supposed to be his custodian, and I was supposed to go. Okay, Mark,
0: Mark, hold yeah. on a minute. Uh, you were supposed to be his custodian legally, or just that you were somehow going to be on it, and he changed his mind, didn't want you on it?
3: I was supposed to be the man to push him around in the wheelchair. You know what? It's his call.
0: It's his call. For some reason you think you have a right and you don't. It's his call. He can hate you, he can not want to talk to you, can take away uh, your name from the will. I mean I threaten my kids all the time. You know I say, "Hey, you know, I'm going to leave it all to your sister." And then the next week when I get pissed off at her, I turn around and say the same thing. "Hey, I'm going to leave it all to your sister." They're both very nice to me. I just want to look I just want to mention that. All right, uh, Jana. Hello, Jana.
11: Hi. Yes, ma'am. Uh, is This is a follow-up
16: call. I called you about three or four weeks ago about my 17-year-old grandson. The mother took us back to court. Uh, the judge didn't even know what the heck was going on. We live in Orange County. Uh, he just yelled and screamed a lot. Said you're both difficult. Just work it out. Uh, he told my son, "Don't interfere with uh, my grandson seeing his mother." He said, "I'm not. He doesn't want to go there." He said, "I don't want to hear about it." Now she's going to take us back to court. When she went, when she tried to pick him up from school yesterday, he said, "I'm not going with
20: you." And
0: so the whole big fight. All right. So in in the end, you court. can't do in the end can't do much with a 17 year old. They're not going to the authorities are not going to arrest a 17 year old and bring him back to mom right it's just uh, what I mean what are they going to do he says I don't want to go I mean it's that right. simple uh they, they're not going to handcuff him he just says no I'm not going with you thank you I'm done
10: yeah and so she can get
0: saying, she can get all the court orders she wants it doesn't matter and when's he gonna turn eighteen yeah. how, how how long is it until he turns eighteen
6: uh, how many more months? Great.
0: How many Uh, more months?
6: About 10 months. 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 Well,
0: all right. I mean, I'd feel better if it was one month out, but I, I, you know, short of it, here's his position I'm not going home with you. And short of uh, calling the police and having me handcuffed and dragging me back, I'm going to leave the second I can anyway. What difference does it make? What? You're going to, what am I going to do? You're going to handcuff me to my bed? Yeah, To keep me at home, so in the end, your 17-year-old can go wherever the hell he wants, and the, the mom can go pound sand. I mean, she can have all the court orders she wants.
12: Right. Is
16: there, do you recommend someone we can just have a consultation? I just can't. I don't have any more money to throw at lawyers anymore. Well,
0: I don't even right. know why you need a lawyer. First of all, you have no rights. I don't know why you are going no, to. No,
16: but I mean, my son lives with me, so and my grandson. Okay, so but I'm what? So, so
0: what? Why your is your is your son doesn't have custody of the seventeen-year-old? Yeah, they have equal custody. All right. So, so what is it? Why would you hire a lawyer, even if the judge granted his mom uh, sole custody, uh, which he never would, and the son right. simply won't cooperate? What? Why would you need a lawyer? Yeah. And you've already spent okay. money. And you've already spent money on lawyers. I spent enough. Why? Mean... Why doing? Why? Yeah. I
6: don't because I'm. You know, yeah. Yeah. My chicken,
15: I yeah.
0: I guess. Uh, also, you have to put in. that's about three times. Three kinds of stupid. Uh, it's maybe four kinds. Now, what are you going to do with a seventeen-year-old? This is not an eight-year-old. You know, where you, you know where the court does get involved and custody issues are important. Hello, Robert.
3: Hey, Robert.
0: Yes. No, I'm Bill. You're Robert. Hey, what can well. I do for you?
24: Okay, here's the deal. This is about the IA union, Hollywood, everybody. Uh, Up to 2008, everybody that retired got 14 checks. After 2009 through 2015, everybody just got a straight pension. We asked for a cost of living or something, and when the contract came out in 2015, it said a 10% raise for retirees and a 16-month retro check. January 17th. We all found out the six years of us in the fine print, it was for 2015 retirees. They uh, threw six years of us under the bus. Okay. We have a case.
0: Yeah. It, it, well, it depends. Look at the collective bargaining discrimination. agreement. Oh, please, Robert. No, it's not discrimination. Uh, to the extent that it is discrimination, it's not a situation where you can argue discrimination. So they have the right to do that. They can say during this period of time, these people don't get this much money. It's a, it's a collective bargaining agreement that is uh, that's in place here, whether someone has breached it or not. So you look to okay. your you look to your union for this one. They're the ones that negotiate And uh, the union is telling still, you to go pound still. sand, it's pound
24: sand. OK. okay. And but we found a few people. Okay. They they everybody act like they didn't know what happened. It's a real. It's, it's sinister. It's a sinister oh, deal. Okay.
0: And now we're, we're talking. The cons- bottom of uh, it, and that's why I'm on the air with you. Got it. Well, if it's that sinister a deal, you can all you uh, those of you got screwed can hire an attorney, and you're going to be fighting the union. Uh, and, I agree. And I, agree. They, and I you come can,
24: to that. We have a contract coming up. Let's see what happens.
0: Okay. You got it. Of course, you know people think that. Somehow discrimination is illegal and you can discriminate all you want. What you cannot discriminate on are those protected classes of people. Everything outside of that, you can do all the discrimination and it's not something that you can go to court with. Irma. Hello, Irma.
16: Hey, hi, Bill. Yes. Um, I have a question for you. My son uh, worked at a check cashing place in Vegas for a couple of years. He got fired maybe about 10 months ago. Uh, He had signed up for a 401K. Uh, When he got fired, they gave him his last paycheck and whatever, but he never looked into that 401K. So when I told him, you know, you need to call, it's only maybe a couple of thousand, if that, but anyway. um, Now that when he calls to ask for that information, they tell him, well, uh, we sent you a statement, he moved. So he's not at that address anymore. So obviously he never got that statement. And now when he calls to ask, you know, where is that money or how can I get
5: information to see if maybe there's still money in that 401k, they give him the runaround.
10: Okay, they, then
0: they this one's easy. You Irma, you call, he calls someone. If they, if, if he, they withheld 401k money,
10: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that then the, it was supposed to go into the 401k plan, uh, then what they've done is they've stolen money from him. Right. It's just straight theft. And you call him up and go, hey, guy. If, if my check if you put my if you took money out of my check to put in the 401k and you spent it or you didn't put in there you know what you get to talk to the cops and if that's okay. worth it then for a couple thousand dollars that you stole from me uh then we'll start talking hopefully that does something
16: they just tell them we're gonna you know we'll
0: call you back no 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 you don't even bother with that they're like they're they're blowing smoke okay come on Irma yeah, uh, they can keep on saying we'll call you back, we'll call you back, checks in the mail. Oh. Come on. You know, you how often can you hear that? So now it's yeah. time to get a little proactive, get a little aggressive and try to uh, first start off with you stole my money. What do you want to do right. with that? Okay. And then we and then you go on from there. Hi Mike, welcome to Handle on the Law.
2: Hi. Yeah, go ahead, Mike.
21: Uh, okay, my name's Mike and I was an Uber driver. And I worked for them for three years, and, and I had something – I had a, actually it was an armed robbery on my background. And I told them about that from the very beginning, and they – I worked for them. They said that it all depends if I, I pass the background, which I did. I was approved. I drove them for three years. And after the first year, they did another another background check, and I passed that. And my car got too old to drive for Uber, so I had to go out and buy another car to meet the criteria. It cost me $32,000. I drove for another year, and now they just did a background check, and that robbery came up, which I already told them about from the very beginning, and they deactivated my account. Yeah. So now I'm stuck with a car that I can't pay for.
0: Um, yeah, it's a little problematic. Uh, so. I mean, what can you do about that? Uh, the only thing that there is any basis whatsoever of you going against Uber is that you bought a car because of what they said. You relied on their representation saying, hey, in order to keep on driving, you, buy, you have to get a better car. It doesn't have necessarily have to be a $32,000 car because I think Uber lets you have a car that's, what, up to five years old?
23: Ten years old, and that's why I had to buy a new one because my other one was all right.
0: Old. But you don't need a thirty-two thousand dollars car. You can that's get correct. Yeah, you can get a car for a slot less. So, in terms of actual damages, I doubt you're going to say, "Oh, I'm out thirty-two thousand dollars." And the problem is, they can fire you whenever they want, and for any reason whatsoever. And if they run a background check, and you told them that you 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 said that, they're going to deny that. They're going to say, "No, we no, we never heard that." So all you have is. That you you passed a background check once, twice, three times, and then up popped your background, up popped your criminal record. And based on that, you're gone. They have every right to do that, Mike. Every right. Uh, So you've got a problem on the detrimental reliance that they let you do that for three years. But, man, I don't know where you're going to go. Other than possibly taking in the small claims court, but then again, what are what are your actual damages? How much money have you lost, Mike? And you don't make yeah, money, yeah. and you don't make much money with Uber anyway. That's the other thing is uh, a lot of people don't do all that well with Uber anymore.
23: Well, I was making about five or six hundred dollars a week.
0: All right. Well, then you were driving a lot of hours, obviously. Um, right. Have you tried Lyft?
21: Well, they they
22: denied me from the very beginning because uh, of my criminal background. Yeah,
0: no, I get that. Uh, I don't think there's much there. Uh, you can try, probably small claims court is all you can go, but I don't even know what you ask for in small claims court because the defense, if I'm Uber, I'm going to say, you would have to spend $32,000. You know, your car was a mess. Uh, it can be up to 10 years old. You, I don't care if you do it for $5,000 and spend, uh, uh, you can buy a car that we would okay. So, I really don't know, truly don't know where you go on that one. All right, Daniel. Uh, Hi, Daniel. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, Daniel, go ahead.
21: Hi, Bill. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I received uh, a uh, bill in the mail from a collection company. It seems like I have
13: an unpaid ticket from 12 years
0: ago. Oh, you yeah. don't, yeah, yeah, they're just, it, someone just bought the ticket. They bought the paper. It's a collection agency that buys from another collection agency that buys from another collection agency. They have okay. nowhere to go, Daniel.
4: Okay, so I don't have to pay You don't have to pay situation. it. Just
0: say, hey, come on, we'll, we'll, we'll statute, and then they're going to make something up. And okay. uh, if they ding your credit for something that's 12 years old, that's a different issue. And I don't think okay. they can do that. I don't think okay. they can do that. Thank you very much. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay for it. I you had know, a twelve-year-old ticket, and all of a sudden, the collection agency says. Now, I've talked about this uh, a bunch of times. How all of a sudden, years later, a bill that was legitimate shows up well past the statute? Because here's what happens: you owe the money, and you don't pay. So, uh, whatever organization goes and let's say it's Sears, uh, or let's say any store, you know, or a ticket, uh, a municipality that. Uh, that has a bunch of tickets on their record. They don't have their own collection uh, department. So what they do is they go to, uh, on a contract basis, uh, they select a collection agency who tries, et cetera, et cetera, nothing. Then they take those that have not been collected and sell it to another collection agency for a huge discount. And then hopefully they can collect some money and make some money off of it. The ones that they can't collect then get sold down, down, down the uh, food chain until you have, in this case, for example, some collection agency that has paid pennies for everyone. I mean, nothing, two, three cents maybe, or two dollars, hoping that they will be able to pay, that you'll be able to pay. So here's what happens. The caller, instead of calling me, calls them and said, hey, I owe this money. What do I do? Yep, you owe the money. But even if you mention statute, no, nope, statute doesn't work in this case. They've changed the law. Or why don't you just pay a little bit? Why don't you just pay us $10? Boom. It starts the amount of money you owe, especially on a contract basis. So uh, just be prepared with a bunch of collection agency. It'll say anything. If you're past the statute, you're past the statute. All right, Mark.
9: Yeah, you're right. Yes, Bill, Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, uh, my I just found out that my 85-year-old father, uh, of course retired, lives in a mobile home park, which they own. Um, He is about to declare bankruptcy. Problem is, we have the family home that we all grew up in. Um, It is being rented, and my father has not lived in it for five years. So he's going to get hit with capital gains if he sells the house. Uh, Problem is, my brother was diagnosed with cancer, and he does not have insurance. So in order for him to get the care he needs, we've got to sell the family home and i'm wondering what will happen if we sell the family home before my dad declares bankruptcy and we provide that money to my brother for his health care my dad is going to get hit with capital gains yeah you
0: can't the, the, the bankruptcy is not going to take care of that irs debt is almost impossible to uh, Which, to avert so your dad okay. is your dad is going to get hit, but if he's retired and lives in a mobile home park, what does he care? What are they going to do? You know they,
9: which is my question: Are they going to come after no. his Social Security or his? No, they, they
0: they don't touch his Social Security. Social Security is safe no matter what. Uh, now they will go after tax returns, for example, uh, refunds on uh, income. But I'm assuming your dad doesn't have any uh, any refunds coming. So I wouldn't, no. if he has nothing, uh, I wouldn't worry about it.
18: Okay. Okay, so but talk to an us- but
0: talk to an accountant for God's sake because that's more of a tax question than anything else. All right, this is handle on the law.